Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the chicken. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. It is an incredible tradition that we do each and every year at this time. Just like Major League Baseball and opening day, our opening day here is at Joe's Grill. We are in Castleton with Heaven Hill Distillery. We just saw Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza was here a little bit earlier. That's also known as Ryan Nally, who will join us a little bit later on as well. Games are underway. We will keep you updated. But believe me, in terms of a sports fan, there is truly nothing really like baseball's opening day. And that's where we are today. This has been a tradition for, as Brent Halverson, our betting analyst from Heaven Hill Distillery, joins me now. How long has this been? Is this year three, year four of this tradition? This year four of us being That's up what here. I thought. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And what better place? Look at these fans, right? They're is anybody here? here? Anybody here rooting for some baseball today? Yeah. Now, I, of- I see our guy Zach's got food here. What's the deal with the food? we got to get that out front first to everybody. So they have uh, all your baseball traditional yep. foods, right? you got Cracker Jacks. you got Slim Jims. you got all the goods here, hot dogs. And they've got the great Joe's Grill menu, too. But all the other stuff is here for free. Come on out. It's like you're at the ballpark today, but it we're is here, right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. It is. We're going to go over in some Cassidy. of these games. going to go over some of your betting predictions for the 2023 season as well. I think we all know where I stand. As far as the Reds are concerned, hey, listen, I'm always going to be a Reds fan. You see, if you're watching on YouTube Live right here, Brent Halverson's rocking his Reds pullover. However, I decided to go old school. I'm going back in the day, even before Ken Griffey Jr. Actually, I think this is around 87, 88. When he come in? 89, 88, 89 as a rookie in Seattle. I have a throwback Cooperstown collection, Seattle Mariners shirt on today with one of the greatest all-time logos you can see it now okay go ahead and look past this incredible bicep you see before you here um yeah look past that don't swoon ladies if you're watching right now grifty be cool now this uh, mariners logo right here what is this thing called 
I call it a fork in southwestern Indiana. What is this called here? That's a scepter, isn't it? A scepter. Is it a scepter? I call it a trident. A trident. A trident. I call it a fork is where the way that I call it down in southern Indiana where I was uh, not only yesterday but a little bit earlier today. All right, we got baseball to hit. We'll come back with that. I want to bring Brent back on in just a second. But I do want to get to a couple of hot buttons for you before we get started with the show. Obviously, the Pacers losers last night at home to the Bucks as they close out the season. We shall get with that. I, I did want to start this way, and I'll get some of your thoughts a little bit later on. Dane Fife's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. The Final Four is underway, and clearly we have a rooting interest. If you want to jump on my bandwagon with the rooting interest in being Florida Atlantic because my longtime friend, nearly 40 years of friendship and one Dusty May, is the head coach of the Owls of Florida Atlantic. That is national semifinal number one on Saturday. They will take on San Diego State. So Florida Atlantic. San Diego State, UConn, and the matchup with Miami. And we'll bring Brent back on in a second, too, to go over our betting options for those games in the Final Four. But again, it is a plea for me to you to jump on the bandwagon. And again, for this weekend, for us all to be Florida Atlantic Owls fans. I know that they met with the media down in Houston a little bit earlier today. We shall go over some of that. In a little bit, too. I mentioned Dane Fife at the bottom of the hour will help us out as far as the Final Four is concerned. We'll also, I believe this to be the case because Chris Hagan actually set this up. So Chris Hagan does these, these sports kind of crossover in film interviews, and he does them very well. And he did one for the film that's just about ready to be released called Air. And that is the story of Nike prior to Michael Jordan being thrust into the NBA and the Air Jordan brand just taking over absolutely everything. And it is a film that stars Matt Damon and Ben Affleck that is about ready to be released, if not already been released, at least in uh, selective cities across the country, just about set to be released and the story surrounds, obviously, you know, Michael Jordan and that legend, but also what became legendary in terms of the Nike brand, where they were prior to and where they went after signing Michael Jordan. And we all know what happened with the Air Jordan brand after that. Well, chief among those decision makers back then was the legendary Sonny Vaccaro. Sonny Vaccaro in this film was played by actor Matt Damon. Sonny Vaccaro is scheduled to join us coming up at 4.30 this afternoon. So Sonny Vaccaro is going to join us. And again, that was set up, and i got to thank Chris Hagen of Fox 59 for setting that up over the weekend because that is something, as you well know, that interests me more than anything, not just the Air Jordan brand, but the way that Nike took off with the Air Jordan brand or anything Air. You know, one of my favorites of all time would be the Nike Dunks, and I've talked about this uh, on a number of occasions. And the interesting aspect was Jordan was just about ready to set and be signed with Adidas. And at that point in time, we were all rocking Adidas. I was wearing the Forum, the top 10. And as I have on right now, I'll show you guys right now. 
back in. This is it, the Adidas hard toe. We all wore these back in the 1980s, and we all wore these proudly, certainly before the Air Jordan brand name became a thing. And then it was all open for debate, whether you were wearing the Adidas or you were wearing the, uh, the Converse Weapons. Or even prior to that, what Julius Irving was wearing, the Converse All-Stars. Thank you very much. Um, we all made that quick change in the mid-'80s with Sonny Vaccaro and that brainchild in mind in securing Michael Jordan to the Air Jordan. And Sonny, again, is scheduled to join us coming up at the 4 o'clock hour. And I, for one, cannot wait. All right, the Speedway made an announcement. And as normally happens, everybody debates on whether or not they're spending enough money, whether or not they want your entertainment dollar in terms of Carb Day and the Carb Day Entertainment. So Doug Bowles is going to come by here live at 5.30. Now, the announcement's already made. He's just going to talk it up. He and I, coming up in April, are going to do some episodes of what they're going to call. It's something to the, uh, to the form of carpool karaoke. And we're going to do something like that with the bands that are going to be on Carb Day. The Carb Day bands that have been announced, it's David Perner and Soul Asylum from the 1990s, they will open up for Brian Adams. Now, I will tell you this. People came at me a little bit earlier today and says, man, you can get Brian Adams down in Franklin for like a dollar. Brian Adams is on tour right now, and he's playing Madison Square Garden. He's Canadian, too. Thank you very much, Nala. He is. He's the Canadian Billy Joel, is what he is. When you think, and think about it in these terms. Billy Joel, we all love the 70s Joel. We all dislike the 80s, Joel. And in terms of Brian Adams, we all love the 80s Brian Adams. But if you queue up, please forgive me or everything I do, I do it for you. We'll probably all gag. So there's a little bit of a difference from the 80s and the Robin 90s. Does. Yeah, thank you. Rob, yeah, I don't want to hear everything I do, I do it for you. But I'll be damned. I want to hear Cuts Like a Knife right now. I mean, right now I want to hear that. There is a, a great catalog. Thank you. A great catalog of Brian Adams songs from the 1980s, and he was out on tour. He's going to Madison Square Garden, TD Garden. I mean, he's playing all the big arenas around the country, and I had seen him out on tour, and I knew that he wasn't coming here. I think the closest here was Bridgestone in Nashville, or maybe even Allstate Arena up in Chicago, but he is going to play out at Carb Day, and this is something else that's going to be relatively new. Something else is going to be relatively new for me. Normally, I do my show in its entirety, but this year... This year, I'm going to ask off at least half of it because I want to see Brian Adams. And I know, listen, we all have different interests, and I get it. Some of you are a lot younger than me. Some of you are older than me. I mean, everybody expects there to be Guns N' Roses or ACDC or, or somebody younger out there, and I do get it. But for me, I've never seen Brian Adams, and I cannot wait to see Brian Adams on Carb Day to the point where I'm going to take off half of the show, or at least the end of the show, and go out and check him out. But we'll talk about that with Doug Bowles, the Speedway president, who's going to join us live here coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And before we get back to Brent Halverson and our MLB opening day festivities at Joe's Grill, i got to tell you this. I don't normally get excited or as I like to put it, I don't normally get a sports arousal out of pro days in the NFL. But full disclosure, I got a bit of a sports semi a little bit earlier today. 
as I was tuned in. What's going on, brother? As I was tuned in watching Anthony Richardson's Pro Day. I don't know what any of it means. I can sit here right now and tell you, I don't know if this dude can play quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if the Colts should draft him number four overall or trade up to get the third round or third overall selection for him. But what I can tell you is this guy is so eye-poppingly athletic. I sit here before you. And I sit here before you and say, I'm going to be hard-pressed moving along here not to say, holy crap, you have got to take a chance on this. Maybe I should look a little bit more into it because I put it off. I've said, I don't know enough about it. I said, my guy, C.J. Stroud, he's going to be unavailable. You know, unless, again, all of this thing with Carolina is just a ploy because this is the reason why that they like. Maybe they like Anthony Richardson. Maybe Houston likes Anthony Richardson, whatever. But watching him today, I can't remember a quarterback that big and that athletic. And a lot of you are going to say, well, what about Cam Newton? He, um, he is as big and certainly more athletic this guy is huge and light on his feet. Talk about a cannon. And again, I don't know if he could throw it through a window as wide as an 18-wheeler, but I do know that I was incredibly intrigued, and really for the first time, because I don't fall for this stuff often. You know, I don't fall for the pro day workouts. You know, I do. I, I, I gather that you go down and you talk to the guy. I don't know Mar Morocco Brown of the Colts was down there today in Gainesville as he did his pro day. And I know they go down to do interviews, and Chris Ballard told us a month ago that he doesn't put stock into the pro day uh, in terms of what they're doing because they're not playing against anybody, much like he mentioned at the Combine, where they put their stock, they put that in what you see over the course of the season. And there is not a great deal in terms of body of work for Anthony Richardson. But I can't lie, that piqued my interest a little bit earlier today to a point where it has not been for him so far. He just is huge, athletic, light on his feet. That was incredible. I really enjoyed watching it. He was playing against absolutely nobody. But I was thrilled with it. It really was. We'll go over that. Mike Chappell is going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour from CBS 4 and Fox 59, and we will go over that. So hopefully you understand. Hopefully you were there, and hopefully you hang with us the entirety of the day because we absolutely cover everything for you. We got everything right here for you, including the MLB opening day as we celebrate year number four doing this. At Joe's Grill in Castleton, we want you to join us out here. The... Samples are flowing from Heaven Hill Distillery. You got the uh, the normal type of snacks, hot dogs, Cracker Jacks, popcorn, and such here at our great place, Joe's Grill in Castleton. And Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, returns right now. Are we going to do a shot here for everybody? Are we going to raise our glass We are. For so folks? I, I believe everybody out there should have a shot, right? Would everybody like to kick everybody off this here's day, got a right? Shot. We got opening day baseball. Oh. And, uh, John, not a better place to yes. watch the game. We've got 150 people here. I'm talking fans of, yes. of, of every team if you look around. There's Mets fans here. I mean, there's Yankees fans. Mm -hmm. There's Brewers fans. There's Rangers fans. It's, it's odd. But, uh, hey, uh, thank you guys, first off, for coming out to Joe's <laughs> Grill. Not a better place to be to watch Major League Baseball opening day. Here's a little Evan Fire. Cheers to y'all. Hey, on, on three, all right, on three, I want you to – 
On three, I want you to shout out your favorite team, all right? One, two, three. Cheers. Ducker Barnard, <laughs> cheers. There we go. Salud. All right. All right, so we're watching the Cubs primarily and the Brewers right now. Everything is on. But we're yep. watching the Cubs get out to a 2 nothing lead over the Brewers. What are you liking about this MLB season? Well, it started, right? That's, that's where it, it starts, right? right? Yes. So right now my Reds are undefeated. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to this season till maybe tomorrow, but we'll sure. see how that goes. Um, you know, I mean, you look at it. you got the big teams like Houston, the Yankees. The, the Mets are even moving up there. Atlanta, the Dodgers. It's kind of a lot of the same same teams we've seen over the it past is. few it, years, right? The same teams are on the toilet that we normally see on the toilet. Are still on the toilet. Maybe with the exception of you look like a team like Boston, who there's not a lot of great interest in and thinking they can do much. But normally, you know, it's your garden variety of these teams are going to be the sucky teams this year. The Reds and the Pirates oh, yeah. and, you know, the A's and the Royals, the Diamondbacks. Your who's The Rockies or who's who of, of suck. Of, of suck. Yes, like baseball, they, yes. yeah. It's, it's, it's the same, you know, but again, it's, it's baseball season. What's that mean? Hey, weather's turning. It's a beautiful day out today. It's awesome. But it started, right? Like, so now we got every day of baseball going on. It, it's exciting. I love to see it. We're going to have a great, uh, I think we're going to have a great field this year. Again, like you're mentioning, it's a lot of the same who's who of what's what on top and same on the bottom. But uh, you know what? They're all sitting at 0-0 right now. So we've, uh, everybody's got a chance, and that's where everybody gets started right. Game's officially underway. Top of the seventh inning. The Braves a 4-2 lead over the Nationals, of course, on opening day. Bottom of seven. All Yankees in the Bronx. 5-0 over the Giants. Top of four. Orioles three. Red Sox one. We talk about those teams that historically suck. The Orioles are right there, too. But maybe... Maybe just a little bit more of an opportunity this season of hope than we have seen certainly in the past. Games ongoing, bottom of three, Cubs two, Brewers nothing from Wrigley Field in Chicago. Middle of the first inning, no score with the Tigers and the Rays. Uh, these other games coming up at the 4 o'clock hour, Phillies and the Rangers. I should remind you that everybody is playing today, too, on this opening day. I don't know when the last time that was that that happened, but everybody is playing today. 4.05, Phillies and Rangers. 4.10, the Twins and the Royals. 4.10, Mets and the Marlins. Reds and the Pirates in the most historic opening day in Major League Baseball. You got that underway from Cincinnati and Great American Ballpark today. That is at 410. Hunter Green on the mound for the Reds on opening day over in Cincinnati. 410 to start. Blue Jays and the Cardinals from St. Louis. We got this for you coming up later on tonight among the handful of night games to start this Major League Baseball season. White Sox and the Astros at 7 o'clock tonight. Rockies and the Padres at 940. Angels, Athletics, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Guardians, and the Mariners close it all out later on tonight with 10-10 get-togethers. And was it a year ago when we were sitting here or two years ago? I can't remember because this level of losing just kind of, I think it was two years ago, right? The level of losing sometimes just gets mixed up, right? Was it two years ago when we sat in here and Luis Castillo got absolutely bombarded? by the Cardinals, and I was about to get sick. I think it was, that yes. That was two years it, ago, wasn't it? I think it was two years ago. I was about ago. to get yeah, sick. Absolutely. It happened right behind me here. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, you know the, the most hated team by me in Major League Baseball, the crappy Cardinals, were just putting it, laying it to Luis Castillo. And the Reds and Luis Castillo is the opening day starter. 
for the Mariners coming up at T-Mobile Park later on tonight in Seattle as they get the Guardians of Cleveland at 10-10. So that is your opening day round of games in Major League Baseball while we're here at Joe's Grill. And the festivities continue too, Britt. Festivities continue all day, all night. Uh, I mean, it's just a big day here, right? Like, it's so great to see everybody come out here. It's 3 o'clock. There's 150 people out watching their teams love play. It. It's great. And I, like you said earlier, I, I love that all the games are being played today. They, a couple years ago, they'd start with two yes. games the night before. Right. And then, you know, like half the games on opening day and another half on the next day. It's pretty much it's all in today, right? So everything's happening. This is it's it's truly come together here. So uh, looking forward to it. happy the baseball is back. And uh, and again, if you're anywhere near Joe's Grill in Castleton, there's not a better place to be if you're a baseball fan. Get up on here, and there's some great food specials, drink specials. There's great samples going around. And our the one and only JMV is here, here in town. So. Here, and I'm rocking an old school Mariners. You are with the fork with, on the with side. The fork. The, the sea fork. fork. The sea fork. The sea fork on the side is a big deal right here. You know that uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is still the Reds. Third or fourth highest paid yeah, player. Yeah, the fourth. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? He's still right there. What in the well, these are the means in which the Reds have to, like, Joey Votto will probably get paid until he's 90. <laughs> no, and he starts the season on the, sure, on the, on the yeah. DL, you know? Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. So he's like, the only consistent and, thing we have. And uh, Nick Senzel is it, who, where his most common habitat yeah. is would also be uh, starting out injured on the season, But too. you know what? They start off with the Pirates, and those are two teams I'm going to say are pretty, pretty much neck and neck. Right. And, and you know how it is. I mean, Cincinnati opening day is like the Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's the one day that— Because it's really the only truly interest they have. They'll, they'll sell it out, yep. and then the rest of the year— They'll have a sprinkling of fans, and that's it. And there, when's so, the yeah. last time you've you been to an opening day over there before? I have not. Huh? Oh, John, we got to make that happen, yes. even yeah. though it's tough to leave this. It is, it's unreal. There's nothing like it. I mean, there are 100,000 fans yeah. flooding the streets. Everybody's having a great time. And then the season starts, and it's kind of over, you know? So <laughs> hopefully that's not the case. Well, hopefully that's what that's I think about case. last year. When they opened up the season, it was in Atlanta. Yep. And they, I think they got that win they did. on that opener at night. Yep. And Joey Votto was mic'd up. And I guess we could have guessed as Reds fans, but it was the high point of the season. Uh, you beat the defending champions. Votto was mic'd up, which was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular with Votto mic'd up. And then everything for the Reds pretty much downhill from that point on. You know, it's sad. I, I remember, so 1990 was yes. the last year we swept the A's in the World Series. Really, the last nope. year we've had that's twenty. No, nope. nope. give me the sports right here talking about that's that. Those 30, are the old school. Those days. were great days. I mean, man, I just I just think back to those days, and that was that was the the heart of the Reds. I hope they get back there. Unfortunately, if we've looked like the you know the movie Major League, <laughs> that's us, right? Yeah, it's not, oh, the, it's yeah, not the Indians. Yeah. It's the Reds. I mean, that's the real life deal. We don't I, spend yeah. any money. And the different part about that is that uh, in Major League they actually end up winning. I, I know. And the Reds just <laughs> yeah, end up doing yeah, what we expect them to do, which yep. is. Uh, Lose and lose a plenty right there. Hey, before I hit a break here, I did want to ask you about Final Four coming up this weekend. I mentioned Florida Atlantic, San Diego State. The other matchups, Miami and UConn. I'm sure you probably looked at the betting odds, the betting numbers so far. What do you like? I have. So uh, that, that Florida Atlantic S San Diego State game, uh, San Diego State's a three-point favorite. I like Florida Atlantic to win the game. I think there's a lot of buzz going on there. Your guys getting it done. I've listened to a lot of yeah. those interviews you've had on. I mean, that's exciting. What they're doing over there and, and, and the, uh, the the watch parties and stuff. 
there's some buzz around that team, and, and those guys are playing hard. And that San Diego State team, they got some defense, I will tell you that. And, and Florida Atlantic's going to live and die by that three-point shot, which has not been the best for them yet, but they've gotten there. I really like Florida Atlantic to win the game. I'm going to take those three points, so I'm leaning on that Florida Atlantic side. And then the other game, that Miami-UConn game, Miami has, has really surprised me, right? Like, they played... You know, we saw what they did to the, to the what they've done, right? They've just, they've, they've found a way to get scrappy and win. But I think it all goes through UConn. I think UConn's a team to beat. I mean, they truly are. I think that game's a five and a half point spread. I think it's going to be right around there. I still like UConn. I'd take that money line. And then I think uh, UConn, Florida Atlantic, uh, UConn wins it all now. And, and again, didn't have anything. I, I somehow, John, I won the bracket here at Joe's Grill. You did. I won the bracket here. I have I mean, no idea. Were you like the odd man out because everybody's bracket was so busted. Uh, you, you had to be incredibly fortunate or maybe throw darts at a dartboard to get anywhere near the category. 37, only 37 of the millions of brackets filled out on ESPN.com had this Final Four. And I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how you come to that conclusion. I don't either. I, th- I mean, that's either throwing darts or that's somebody that's just going, hey, I like the mascots. I like an owl. Let's go with the owl. It's like here. Laney or you know, Sierra like, picking games, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, boom. Hey, yeah, I love the hurricane. Let's go with the hurricane. I love the husky dog. Isn't it so cute? <laughs> and what about this Aztec? Oh, yeah, okay. San Diego's a nice place to live. Let's sure. go with that. <laughs> hey, yeah. you never know, right? right? I will say the parody in college basketball, though, it's pretty exciting seeing what's going on. you got a lot of stuff happen now. The COVID year really brought some change and people sticking around doing some things it's it's interesting to see that we're sitting on all these high seeds in there not a number one seed at all and and, and just to see the path that it's happened i mean it happened so quickly but wow i mean it's pretty exciting i I do like to watch this This is where you get to see some good basketball we got to give a shout out to our guy Corey kinney Corey watching live via the lounge youtube live from switzerland right wow Corey kinney is a huge cubs fan and and believe me he's not playing today Tucker Barnhart is a catcher. He's on the Cubs, a friend of the show. It's going to take me a minute to get used to this because there is no song outside of something created by Meatloaf that I loathe more than Go Cubs Go. <laughs> I'm serious. I would rather, I would rather hear Paradise. Uh, I love you, Tommy. Paradise by the dashboard light. Like, I think for an entire hour, which would mean to play twice. Yes, Because right. it's about nine minutes long. <laughs> but, no, I'd rather hear that than I would Go Cubs Go. But I'm going to have to have a slight change of heart because I root for my friends. That's right. And Tucker Barnhart is a friend of the show, and I hope that he has a fantastic year, a badass year in Chicago. They're off to a good start, 4 nothing, top of the fourth inning at Wrigley. They are, and you know, and shout out to Tucker. I mean, he is he's one of a kind. You know, yeah. he's, he's one of those guys that, again, I would be a Cubs fan because of Tucker, right? Like, he yes, is just right. that kind of guy. Like, you follow him. You like, you like to root for your, your friends, your heroes. He's one of those guys. So, uh, good luck to you, Tucker. Um, really wish you'd come back to the Reds. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so, Brent Halverson, our betting analyst from Heaven Hill Distillery, they're putting this on here at Joe's Grill. It is our fourth annual MLB opening day at Joe's Grill in Castleton. We would love to see you, and believe me, the samples are flowing out here as they normally do. Hot dogs, Cracker Jacks, popcorn, and more. And Tommy S. Tommy S. gave me the finger a little bit earlier. <laughs> he said you number one. On I think Go that's Cubs what I saw. Go. You're number Go one. Go Cubs Go <laughs> thoughts on that, too. I love Tommy S. He knows that. All right. Brent's going to stay. Other side, Dane Fife. We'll go over the Final Four with Dane. The transfer portal now at IU includes Jordan Geronimo, Tamar Bates, and Logan Duncan. So and I think the other dude, there's a fourth dude in there, too. But the three majors, I shouldn't say three majors, the two majors, the one, well, 
guys that are pretty good and probably would be better suited to go someplace else there in the transfer portal. And Jordan Geronimo was the latest for IU. We'll go over that and a lot more with Dane coming up on the other side. Sonny Vaccaro still to come, 4 o'clock hour. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. I love the Anthony Richardson Pro Day today. I need to calm myself down a little bit, though. I will try to do that. And then Doug Bowl, Speedway president, is going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour live here at Joe's Grill in Castleton. We open up the Major League Baseball season for the fourth consecutive year with Heaven Hill Distillery. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, you've got the stream, the app, HD Radio, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast. I'm in a damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. It's the MLB opening day, and we're live. The great tradition here at Joe's Grill in Castleton. The fourth consecutive year. We're going to try to catch Piazza here before 5 o'clock. <laughs> About 4 o'clock from my man Nally is going to be live local and late breaking with us again. We'd love to see you. Joe's Grill in Castleton. Our betting analyst, Brett Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery, helping put this on to... Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline, friend of the show, former Hoosier, former coach, former player, cool all-around dude. You also hear him more than occasionally doing the midday show here on The Fan. Let's welcome in Dane Five. Hello, Dane. How you doing? Johnny, how are you? You a big baseball fan? I love my Tigers. I'm getting ready for their game. Oh, man. That was last year was a mess, Dane. A mess. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I was invited by uh, our our, uh, our favorite friend, Brad Clapper, down to the Alley Bar and Grill, Dan Bailey, owner. They start right. out with a great uh, opening day uh, event featuring Brad and owner of Chocolate Moose here in good old Bloomington, Justin Lovett. Right. right. It's, it's a good opening day event. Well, we're, uh, one of these days, we've got to get you up here. I know the place that you're talking about down in Bloomington right now, too. So this is a uh, Clapper put-together event. Is that what you mentioned? That's what you're doing? Yeah, it's a Clapper put-together event. Probably won't feature too many people. Not everybody shows up on his behalf. And I'm just hoping they got my Tigers. It's <laughs> a big one for the Tigers. Certainly, certainly no chicks are showing up is what you're telling me, right? Oh, there's no question. It'll be all men. <laughs> All men and one clapper. <laughs> clapper. Clapper's always good at uh, putting together a really solid Boy Scout meeting, isn't he? Not bad. Uh, just the, you can count on any event Clapper has for the food to just be horrendous. <laughs> it's day five with us. I know you spent some time with Dusty down in Boca Raton. Uh, watching him go through practice, and then we've watched kind of together this this Owls team evolve over the course of a Conference USA season, and now obviously in this march to the Final Four. Dave, what's impressed you the most just about this team in general? I mean, we can point to guard play, um, you know, certainly the way these guys hang and play together, you know, shot-making ability, clutch time too, but what stands out for you about this team and, and this remarkable run they've been on? Well, I think Dusty really does a good job of putting it into words just as far as uh, 
what I observed especially was the way they play together. I, I think I don't think Dusty is is he's not the type of guy to give himself any credit. But I think Dusty deserves a lot of credit for the way the team is playing. When I left him, when I was down in Boca Raton this January, stayed at his house, hung out with his family, hung out with his players uh, and his coaching staff, I was just awestruck. And I sent him a note when I left, and I just talked about what an incredible leader he's become. Uh, I've always felt Dusty's a great leader, but the way his players responded, respond to him and react to him, uh, and trust him, and I think the key word there is respect him. Um, I thought that was a critical part, uh, and I also just the way he operates his staff, oper- uh, deals with his staff. I think he's got a really good staff, but um, his staff really reacts to him and responds to him uh, with a, with the respect that you know many coaches would love to receive. So Dane Five on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You know he told me. I think it was in the midst of that 20-game regular season run they were on. He says, if you watch this group, uh, you can see these guys are so coachable to an extent to where you don't necessarily have to guide them every step of the way. I'm curious. I mean, you've been at each level here. Uh, How often does that occur when you have players that you trust to execute to the point to where they're together. And I'm not just talking about one leader, but as a team, how often do you see that at the college basketball well, the, level? The word is, you know, a team being connected. And that's very hard to get a team to that point. You have so many, right now you have so many outside influences. Um, it is just really hard to, it's always been hard to keep everybody happy. But right now, especially with like social media, I mean, I mean, can you imagine playing a game in your rec league on Sunday mornings and, <laughs> you know, your coach, your, if, if your coach has, it's hard enough dealing with egos, but then, yeah. you know, JMV reads a tweet from somebody he doesn't even know. It says he deserves more shots. Yeah. And he actually believes that guy, that person on Twitter, more than believes his own coach. And... I think it creates a sort of delusion. And if it wasn't hard enough prior to social media uh, managing a team, it's even harder. So when you see a team like Dusty May, like Florida Atlantic, like the Owls, hoot, hoot, um, they're such a fun team to watch. And keep in mind, they have players. I mean, we talk about, uh, okay, Cinderella, mid-major. All these teams have players that either – started out at a high major program or could certainly play at a high major program. But I think by and large, each team, I mean, we talk about San Diego State and um, Florida Atlantic who are probably considered mid-majors. Each team had players that started out as high majors. Vlad Golden comes to mind, started out at Texas Tech. These guys, they belong there. I mean, think about the. Tell me if you agree with this or not, Johnny. Would you say that, like, I've followed Florida Atlantic. I'm sure you have, too. This isn't your typical mid-major. Like, I expect them to win. I expect it's, – it's not like, well, I hope, okay, now they, they can run in. They've met their matches. It's Memphis. It's San Diego yeah. State. It's Kansas I have I've expected them to win every single time. I just think they're that good of a team. They have the pieces to where, especially in an NCAA tournament, you can be in for a long run, especially at the guard position. And I would also tell you this. You look at Conference USA, 
They are in the postseason 17 and 1. So Florida Atlantic's in the Final Four. UAB and North Texas later on tonight in the NIT Final. Charlotte won in the CBI. I think Rice in the CBI is the lone team out of that conference to take an L so far in the postseason. I know people are going to kind of laugh at this, but that's a, a damn good conference to get you prepared considering what these teams have done, you know, united in this postseason to this point. Well, I, I agree. I think I think Conference USA didn't get enough credit this year. They certainly didn't get enough credit. I thought UAB was – I watched them play uh, Dusty – I watched them play Florida Atlantic twice. Um, and they didn't get better. I saw them earlier in the year. They didn't get better at the, better, uh, better at the clip that uh, Florida Atlantic did. But nonetheless, they're showing how good they are being in the NIT championship tonight. And we're talking UAB. I don't think Conference USA got enough credit. North Texas – you know, they beat Wisconsin, who was borderline NCAA tournament team. Um, you know, I like to compare Conference USA to the Mountain West, the, the conference that San Diego State's in. Uh, I think it's right there with the Mountain West, if not creeping above uh, the Mountain West in terms of how good they are and the depth they have in their conference. You know, in terms of Dane Five joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. In terms of just incredible, compelling stories as coaches go, yeah, we'll get to Danny Hurley's with UConn in just a second. Jim Laranega back in the Final Four again. What he did with Miami has been incredible. And we talked about Dusty and what he's done with Florida Atlantic. But this is somebody I'm sure you know well because he spent so much time uh, at Michigan with the Wolverines. Um, and then obviously with Steve Fisher as an assistant at San Diego State. You talk about a dude that has grinded to get where he is right now. A longtime assistant, got that opportunity, has taken over and taken San Diego State to the Final Four. Your impression on the season and the coach that Brian Dutcher is at this point in time going into the Final Four? I've known Brian Dutcher since I was probably five years old. And uh, ever since I can remember, he was at Michigan, either assistant GA and his dad, Jim Dutcher, my dad coached with. And Brian Dutcher actually, um, he was on my, uh, he, when my brother Dugan was on his official visit to Michigan basketball, Brian Dutcher basically hosted me, myself, and my other brother, Jeremy. He took us out to dinner quite a bit. Um, so I know Brian Dutcher fairly well. Uh, he, um, and then I was recruiting a guy by the name of Brandon McCoy who ended up going to UNLV. And, but when I was at Michigan State, and I spent time with Brian Dutcher, so I couldn't be happier. You know, I had a quote today about culture. He goes, "When you're at some place, 24 years, you know, that's culture." And I think, um, you know, he's 57 when he finally got his first got his first head job. He probably could have had a few, but you know, loyalty and family and things like that probably play a role. But um, here's one for you, Brad Clapper. Gave me a gave a great comparison. I'm not sure I okay. agree. You'll have to, but Jim okay. Laranega, a replica. His his um, what do they call someone that looks like someone else? Doppelganger is Larry yes. David. What do you think? Larry, Larry David? David is is that the right uh, Seinfeld uh, writer? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Larry, Larry curb David. your enthusiasm. Yeah, that's what yeah, yeah. Clapper what do thinks. Think? Does Clapper have eyesight? Like Bernie said. No, I, well, he's, he's, he's having some old age problems. I think he looks more like Bernie Sanders, and that's not an insult. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know if he looks like either one. I'll have to put it okay. to a vote. I, I think okay. you guys, I think you guys got a little pre Ali Bar Bloomington situation working there right now. 
I'm not quite sure you know. I think JMV's pleading the fifth. I <laughs> no, he, I think seriously, I've not thought. <laughs> I have not thought one ounce about him looking like either one. That's pretty weird. Well, I think you need to. I think you need to. I think you need to <laughs> add that into your mix when you watch a game. Doppelgangers. Yeah, you know, I do. Jim Laranega is interesting too because Dusty had told me that, you know, after last year, I guess Ford Atlantic, you know, was a tight game, and you know the Hurricanes ultimately won, and. And Laranega is not going to play him anymore, which is, is kind of funny. And then they both end up in the final four like this. Man, in this world, you mentioned the world in which the coaches live in right now and, and the obstacles of social media. But, you know, what about, you know, the accompanying NIL situation and the transfer portal where I, I can't imagine right now, well, I, I know for sure that Dusty's guys, for example, are, are being recruited and are prepared to be poached. That's not something you worry about right now. It matters at hand is winning a game in the national semifinal. But yeah, how much of that yeah. is you think Dusty's going to have to deal with once this thing's over? Well, it'll get interesting. Um, I think when you, do, when you have a team that connected, uh, that close, you know, he talks about, Dusty talks about nobody really cares who does well because night in and night out, you know, you're going to have a different guy when, you want, when you're with Fort Atlantic, um, you know, play well. They've got, they've got four, four guys averaging right, or right around the 10 to 14 area, and that's true. You never know who's going to lead them in scoring every night. It could be John L. Davis, who is their leading scorer. Elijah Martin, uh, number 15, yeah, he was the leading scorer the last two years. So, and Vlad Golden, you know, big seven footers, he has potential to score. Uh, you know, he can he can put up big numbers. So, uh, I think though, when you when you talk about other teams poaching uh, players away from certain programs, I think Dusty already he already said it publicly that there's people doing it right now, and that's just yeah. the way it works. And and you know, it's subtle. It's hey, how you doing? Just calling to see how things are going. What are you thinking next year? You think they might throw out you thinking of going pro just fully knowing they have no chance at pro. Well, try to go down that go down that road of getting a certain player to talk about perhaps transferring to a higher level. But um, I, I, I just think, you know, it, it comes down to trust, respect. Um, and, and I don't think Dusty really will have a problem because, uh, you know, with, with people, people, people poaching. Because I don't think uh, the the money number is going to be so big in terms of NIL that that they can pry one of those players away. All right, other side of that, I mentioned Miami, UConn, the favorite now because they can do Dane so many different things. They can play big and beat you, go a little bit smaller and beat you. They can beat you with outside shooting. They're athletic. It seems like the Danny Hurley a year ago learned that you had to have more shooting, got athletic. And that has been the magic touch, certainly throughout this tournament so far. Hadn't been a lot of tests for the Huskies. Do you expect them to get one in that second national semifinal against the Canes on Saturday night? Yeah, I, I expect UConn to uh, to uh, cover for for all yeah. you gamblers out there. I think UConn um, they've got unbelievable depth and depth in scoring. Um, they rebound the heck out of the basketball. Uh, they've got a plus nine rebounding margin, and that's just something that's that's hard. If you're not going to make every shot, uh, and you're Miami, that's that's a problem because I don't think uh, 
Omer from Miami, who dominated Indiana on the glass, is, is going to have the same effect on a guy like Sonogo, and then, you know, um, big big uh, big Donovan yeah. coming off the bench, um, and then. You know, otherwise the numbers are pretty even when you look at the stats between UConn and Miami. And these are uh, the full season stats and not in conference or even narrowed down to the uh, last four games they played in the NCAA tournament. But uh, the stats are pretty even. But then when you go to the rebounding numbers um, and you go to uh, the depth uh, of scoring with UConn, I, I think it's and then the defensive numbers, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's what stands out. And I, and I just think Miami's going to have to just hit some, their guards are going to have to hit some bombs because that's what they're going to have to take some deep threes. And, you know, astonishingly enough, uh, I, I think one would think Miami shoots the ball better um, or, or at least makes more threes than UConn, but these teams are right about even. They're both making about nine a game, and they're both shooting about 37% from three. So uh, I think the coach in me says UConn's going to blow them out, and the gambler in your world will say yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, are you back on the midday show anytime next week? Uh, Monday and Tuesday. I got. I got. Well yeah, the midday show is that. That name is so bland. Whether I'm a, I'm on there temporary or not. I'm making a demand that my show gets a name. Tuesday with Fife. Oh, that's so creative, Johnny. I know it. <laughs> I love it. His friend. Pretty good. His friend is Claps. Spread Clapper. That's with him right now. All right. Hey, don't let Clapper get you in any trouble. All right. Enjoy your Boy oh, Scout meeting. I'm sure to be a blast. I and my terrible food. I sure will. <laughs> All right, Dane. I appreciate you, man. We'll see you All next right. week. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jack. It's Bye -bye. Dane Fife on the Eddie Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Brent Halverson rejoins. We open up the season of Major League Baseball for the fourth straight year at Joe's Grill. We're in Castleton with Heaven Hill Distillery. A scoreboard update for you, too. Some of the latest of the Anthony Richardson workout today was incredible. But how much does that mean as should he be the future Colts quarterback? That and more coming at you next Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. MLB's opening day for a fourth consecutive year at Joe's Grill. We are in Castleton looking for you. The free samples from Heaven Hill Distillery will be flowing. Tomorrow on the road, we'll explain that a little bit later on. Mookie Wilson just walked by. That's spectacular. Mike Piazza is going to join us in just a second. Brent Halverson, JMV here live off of 82nd Street in Castleton at Joe's Grill with a scoreboard update. Top of the seventh inning comes four Brewers nothing up at Wrigley Field. And if you had the bet... Were there bets on the line, money on the line, that during that opening day at Wrigley Field that there would be a television, a camera shot of Bill Murray? If you said yes to that, then you're a big winner today because there was Bill Murray. You know, Wherever Bill Murray is at whatever sporting event, yeah. he ends up on camera. Absolutely. Because you know where his son is an assistant coach, right? 
No. He used to be at, was he at Louisville or Xavier? Xavier, maybe. He's at UConn. Is he? He's on Danny Hurley's bench. So you're going to see. Wow. Here's another bet for the Final Four this weekend. UConn. Starting with Nash, the national semifinal number one, UConn and Miami. How many Bill Murray shots will we get? I bet he gets pretty game? decent seats, too, huh? Probably so, yeah. yeah. yeah Probably so. doesn't do bad whatsoever. <laughs> That's Brent Halverson, Ryan Nally here, a.k.a. Mike Piazza, rocking the uh, Mets jersey. Also here, just another great activity Look you have this. put forth for us. Well done. Look at this. I'm telling this is you. This awesome. Not Tell a better you. place. Like this is 11:30 this morning. You just open up your doors and other. Co- they're just right. Give here. a round of applause for everybody. Yeah, everybody hey. in here. All <laughs> the, Look at everybody in here. All the jerseys. Let's get a round of applause for everybody that's kind of sober. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, this is awesome. What do you guys got food-wise in the back there now? Oh, free hot dogs, hot like coney sauce, uh-huh. which is amazing. Real coney sauce. Uh, Cracker Jacks, peanuts, Slim Jims. All the traditional ballpark items. We've been doing this for 18 years. So you've done this for 18 years. We've been a part of this. This is our fourth right here. That's well done out of you. That's awesome. This is a... I think last year I was out of town because they they moved. They did. They moved. That's right. So I was on a boat in Florida with my kids. True that, yes. True that. Yeah, they, but this is what better a beautiful than a, day. This too. is better than being on a boat. I agree. I it do. really is. I would have rather been here last year than. Well, there's something to, be, something to be said, though. I mean, again, you've got yeah. there, there is every every team represented here, which is cool. I mean, you get to see a great melting pot. I think you said, John. Yes. Great term right there. Everybody that's a fan of any any ball team, they're out here today, which I it's oh, awesome, yeah. man. I mean, again, 150 plus people here oh, since 11:30, yeah. right? Oh, the whole the whole back patio is full. Like it's good to have sunshine to make that happen too. Yeah, that's that a good a, day. Right, it's Mother a good Nature day. Blesses us with a nice day. Amazing, amazing day. All right, so you're a Mets fan. Yeah. Um, you upset the whole Edwin Diaz thing and the World Baseball Classic. Uh, yeah. I mean, where do you go? That's just that's just the kind of stuff that happens. I mean, the World Baseball Classic, you're rooting for that, but celebrating. <laughs> you're celebrating. <laughs> you're celebrating and blow your ACL out. You know? Yeah. So they're not going to be able to use Timmy Trumpet this year because that inspired me right there. They, they went dark. The Mets website went dark on it. They Did said it really? That, yeah. I love the Timmy Trumpet thing. That I was one too. of the best things that came out I of last too. year was I that. I mean, you talk about that. That, to me, was the greatest. In this case, it was a walk-out song out of the bullpen. Yes. But it was greatest, fun. Yeah, was the greatest walk-out, walk-up song of all time was that. Absolutely. It was fun. That's going to be it's a It's about bummer. as much fun as you on Saturday night playing oh, 80 are you, oh, you're digging that, are you? Oh, well. oh my goodness. It was, I'm it telling was you. Amazing. It, it is going to be wild coming up on Saturday night because you get the Final Four games, which you guys will be watching in here as well. Yeah. Final Four games that will be going on. But it seems like it's even better when there are games on because people will turn the sound down in the background and, and turn me up and still yeah. call in and stuff. When there's a lot going on, I think it makes it even more fun sure. now. Sure. As uh, an Indiana fan, it, 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 
It kind of broke my heart to watch Purdue lose quick and then oh yeah it was a, and then it, IU on the second it one but was quick and gone was it not with the the Indiana flavor it was like a dream you can jump on the Dusty May bandwagon I mean really you know Nigel Pack not too far yeah. Lawrence Central High School product not too far yeah. from where we sit right here too yeah. so you can jump on board with Nigel Pack I'm sure a lot of Boilermaker fans probably won't but certainly some fans around here in Lawrence so Township you, probably can. as a, as a as a Reds fan and yeah. an American, what is? I'm what not you, American. Yeah, I, but this, how many how many games do you think the Reds are going to win this year? Um, what if they get to 70, 70 Ooh, something? So good. what's what's the over under? I think it's sixty five. Sixty five. Yeah, I'll probably be pushing it. At, you know, if I go over sixty five, I think the Cubs are be right ugly. around there. No. I feel like they're, they're going to win more than that, aren't they? I think they're all swirling the drain at some point. Have you seen the starting lineup for the Reds today? There's like three dudes on there that anybody's ever heard of. <laughs> Literally, it's like Major League. Yeah. It's like you got Willie Mays, Hayes, and, you know, you got one guy like Roger Dorn that's, yeah. you know, a high, high-priced guy, and then everybody else. You Nobody knows who the like hell they Willie are. Mays, Hayes, but you hit like ish. Um, and, and, and the Reds. Like, this is supposed to be some grand, nerdy, you know, money ball type of Billy Bean aspiration. I met um, him at Cabo. Nick Crawford. Oh, you met Bob Billy Ritter, Bean? I did. You yeah, still throw the numbers out at him? Yeah, Bob Ritter and I did. You say, honestly, what have you won? When do, uh, that was a great movie. Brad Pitt's tremendous. Uh, you know, I mean, he was but, in a pool drunk. It's, I, I'm not really sure. Like <laughs> Nick, Nick Crawl is from the the tree or the under the umbrella, if you will, of yeah. of Billy Bean, and it's just one of those things where you know you might have you know sometime five years down the road, you know, one fortunate season, and then you have that fortunate season. Somebody's going to need yeah. to get paid, and then you'll tear it all down again. It's just a vicious cycle. It just seems like the A's. Math, Billy, math. Billy Bean can find good players, but he refuses to be able to keep them. They go someplace else and thrive. And while that makes for a great movie, and you know Hatterberg hitting that home run and the you know, winning, what was it, uh, twenty? I love the movie. Twenty though. straight. What I do too. I do too. But you know, in actuality, what really has it done? Just great. I guess it keeps him in Oakland. I mean, you still go there. To, I guess yeah. you, they still in that same facility. You flush the toilet, and it we sprinkles a, we out all over the great, field. We, we watched a great video about the World Baseball Classic that 48% of baseball players that are in the major leagues yeah. are one thing or the other, and they, they love the game. Yeah. Yeah. 48%. Well, love the game. Well, we were talking about a little bit earlier. It's still a who's who of losers. It seems like every single year we go over, all right, well, who's the worst in MLB? Sure. The Reds, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the Royals, yeah. the A's. It's always a who's who of the same old, same old of losing. And really, MLB is kind of fortunate that people hang on because in other sports, man, like in the NBA, People lose interest in a moment. Sure. You know, when it, in terms of the NFL, you know, they have it built so you can, if you're competent whatsoever, can it find the boy, success. The boys of summer are amazing. Of I, lo- I, love, I, do, I, do I love baseball. I do too. But it, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's one of those games that 
You either pay attention and yeah. What do you what do you feel about the clock? Like the um, I didn't like seconds. it initially because I I'm kicking and screaming on anything that's new, right? Yeah. I mean, normally because I mean, listen on Saturday night, you know, I thrive in in uh, 35 the 40 year ago window here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've heard enough people in the know at least explain it well how it has expedited the process and makes it more of an enjoyable watch. So I can get down with that part of it. You know, my opinion is, you know, I I think I like baseball the way that it is, but if this is something that, that helps out, then so be it. So that's, I guess how that's look at it. I mean, kicking and screaming. Same thing with the shift. Um, I hated the shift. I hated the shift. Um, I hated it. I mean, I wouldn't, but you know, yeah, as far as that is See, concerned. See, I don't think that the shift should be that bad. I think that the shift should be, to me, that strategy. See, I would rather have, and I know that you say, well, just hit it away from the shift. I would rather have the clock than them be able to shift. True. So I would rather, I'd go with the clock before the shift. It just yep. blows me away. It's always blowing me away, the whole shift thing, right? Yeah. You're if you're playing shortstop, play shortstop. Play third wanna, base, play third base. Well, tr- sure, but if you're going to shift me that hard, I'm going to go that way. And if you tell me you can't do it, I just think that we look at it and think it should be easy, and it's not. Or else they would all be doing it, and we wouldn't be having None this discussion. None of baseball is easy. You yeah, know what I've been working on the offseason? Yes. It's hitting it. that way. Right. Well, right? I mean, I, I, I think they do. I just I think that this is a game that's massively difficult to succeed, given the fact we celebrate somebody that hits 278. Sure. Oh, great, 278. So, you know, a little over under three times in every 10 at bat. Try meeting a fastball that's got movement on it. Yeah. Coming, oh, I know. Coming. Well, I mean, Believe if you're watching the World Baseball Classic, that Otani stuff, that dude's throwing like a 98-mile-an-hour slider. Yeah. I mean, who in the hell is going to hit that? Mike Trout was up there and looked clueless, and Mike Trout's not clueless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is not he's clueless. That's, he's, he, he does so it every day. I, I just, like, I just want to see, like I said, if you play shortstop, play shortstop. Yeah. Second base, yeah. play second base. Right. I don't want this short, see the shortstop at second base and, you know, the second baseman in short right field or any crap like that. Sure. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. Kind of me here. All right. Who we like this season, fellas? Major League Baseball season starts, by the way, at Joe's Grill. We're in Castleton. The owner, Ryan Nally, is with other – I think Miller's around here, too. Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery. I'm JMV. Thank you for joining us. Sonny Vaccaro, I believe, bottom of the hour. The film Air is about ready to be released. And that is about the story of Sonny Vaccaro and Michael Jordan, Nike. It is supposed to be a fantastic film. Uh, Matt Damon in that film plays the role of Sonny Vaccaro. He's scheduled to join us coming up. Bottom of this hour, Anthony Richardson had an incredible, what I thought, pro day today. I don't normally jump all over it, but he looked absolutely incredible in terms of athleticism. He was just a big, light on his feet, incredible athlete, and it did get me thinking. Mike Chappell's going to join us at the 5 o'clock hour to see if I'm on the right track regarding that. And then Doug Bowles, Speedway Prez, will be here with the uh, Carb Day band announcement and more coming up here at the 5 o'clock hour. So what are we thinking about the season in general? You know, again, I, we mentioned earlier, I think Houston, you got the Yankees. I think the Mets might come into play. They're, they're sitting up there in the top five as far as favorite odds go. Atlanta, I think you got to watch out for the Braves. I'm on the Braves today. I think they're still at 4-0, right, or 4-2, I mean. 
Um, I think the Braves are going to be strong. I think you've got, uh, you know, San Diego, of course, too. I mean, yeah. our, our friend Christian Webb, who right. sent me a text a minute ago, said there can't be any San Diego Padres fans there. And I sent him a picture of Nick Hall because, or of Andrew Hall because Andrew yeah. Hall is a Padres fan. He is. So there's two. So there's Christian, you out there, my friend, yeah. and our good buddy Andrew Hall. But uh, well, I, I think uh, the Padres, Padres are strong, Padres, too. you know, World Series. Yeah. Again, coming up this year, right? I, I mean, mean, it's... Yeah. It, it's, it, well, I should say, not again, but the World Series coming up this year for the Padres. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they've got can a lot of stuff Kit, going can on. Can we get Kent Murphy on here later on? I saw him walking Kent around. Kent Murphy's in the house. He's around, he's around yeah. here. Kent Murphy's around. in the house. We should look yeah. at no, him on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Juan Soto. Um, I absolutely yeah, love. Too. I enjoyed watching what the Phillies did a year ago. I'm not a Phillies fan. Um, I think the Astros are going to be back in. And if I'm going with a World Series pick right now, it'd probably be Astros and Padres. I think. So we're going to get some more Mattress Mac bets, right? Like he's going to come in hot for a bunch of money on there. Agreed. Uh, We agree on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Astros, Padres. Astros, Padres. I will say this, man. The the Astros. I mean, obviously I'm the same man. The Astros went at it with a plan going back, what, 10 or so years? And we were kind of all scoffing at the plan a little bit. I think some major league baseball Padres people were. I think the Padres have the most talent. And, yeah, and that's, that's certainly Dodgers a Dodgers have a lot quiet. of money to keep going. And, and the Padres acquired talent. The Dodgers have money to keep going. You just wonder how much longer, if they don't break through this year, the Padres will continue to pay that particular payroll. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. Matter of time. Matter of time, that's right, that's right. But again, hey, not a better place to be here than Joe's Grill, 82nd Street Joe's Grill. And a great day of baseball. And it's going to be followed up tonight by the Kelly great Eisenhower. Kelly Eisenhower oh, yeah. playing here tonight. Eisenhower's in the oh, house One there. man music machine. He is. He is the best one man band you'll ever hear. So that, that's tonight. He usually starts around 8.30, 9 o'clock every Thursday here at Joe's Grill in Castleton. So a lot of good stuff. Come on up here and join us. We've got a lot of samples. We've got a lot of great Joe's. Grill food items. We've got free uh, ballpark items to give away. Got some great... Promo swag as well, and a chance to win some money for to spend here in Joe's Grill. Yeah. How about that? Hey, Brandon, have you ever seen JMV or heard him on Saturday nights? With I have. Man, now it's he's a huge amazing. fan it of is, that right there. Is. I love it. Oh, it's awesome. See, my I, friend, my friend Laura Lingle, yeah, who, who you know, yeah, she texts me all the time, and she's she hits you up constantly. She goes, mm-hmm. "Let's go." She calls in. She does, or she she tweets, but Laurel, if you yeah. if you're listening, like. He's, he definitely hears you. I do. <laughs> I know what's going on. Well, he played there. a shout-out to us. For we real. were at the uh, Wilhelms a couple years ago for, for, oh, for yeah. New Year's. So, uh, great guy over here, and a uh, pleasure you to be sitting it. here with John. Ryan, thanks for having Mouse, us again, thank man. you, brother. Thanks for having us. The fourth I'm, consecutive year we open up the Major League Baseball season at Joe's Grill in Castleton. Everybody, that is the owner, Ryan Nally, right there. Let's take a break, and we'll come back. Brent Halverson's going to hang the subject of the film Air surrounding Nike and Michael Jordan. The role is played by Matt Damon. The role is Sonny Vaccaro. Sonny Vaccaro joins us coming up on the other side. Mike Chappell, Doug Bowles, and more still to come. Your calls at 239-1070. We got some anything goes possibilities and a scoreboard update coming up for you as well. 93-5107-5 The Fan. The Ride. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. With JMV. Are you kidding? 
93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. MLB's opening day. We're live at Joe's Grill in Castleton, our fourth consecutive year to open up Major League Baseball here at Joe's Grill. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, rejoins in a second. Mike Chappell. Speedway President Doug Bowles with the Carb Day performance announcement coming up at about 5.30. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group pylon, the film Air is set to come out. And I could not be more happy to welcome in our next guest for the first time on our show here in Indy. Um, his role is played by actor Matt Damon in the film Air. Let's welcome in the great Sonny Vaccaro on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hey, Sonny, it's an absolute pleasure to invite you on the show. How are you, sir? I'm fine, and I'm better off right now than I was one second ago because I'm talking to you guys in Indianapolis, which knows a heck of a lot about basketball. So let's go get them. <laughs> we love basketball around here. You, you know, it's funny, and I'm talking to, we're both talking to a lot of people around here in central Indiana. You help shape basketball for us and i'm not talking about dribbling or shooting or passing but with with what we wear and you helped shape it at a time when it was it was necessary and with that film air that has been released what did you think about that finishing product that is about what you accomplished with nike what you did with michael jordan back in the mid 80s so we're talking about it now after the 40 years right yeah. What do I think now, or what did I think then? No, what, no. Well, we'll start with now. What do you think about the finished product? And then we'll, I want to I, double back with you about how it evolved yeah. when you were actually doing it. But what do you think about the film in general, Sonny? I think I can tell the people listening to you today that I, I you know, if I said I'm proud of it, why wouldn't I? Right? I'm involved, in, you know, vicariously and personally with this movie. But what it's going to do? Explain in three and a half months. One individual, Michael Jordan, and another individual, Sonny Vaccaro, and a couple other ones up Nike, including the, the president and the owner, Bill Knight, had no idea what they were even going to do before they start talking about signing a player. What transpired, what, what I watch on this movie, in the, in the two hours it is, how, it, how what do they say, the Frosties and Bakes or some stupid thing? But now, they're, now they will find out, to, there's only nine characters, I believe, in the movie. But that's all there were that was involved with, you know, Phil and Rob Strasser giving me permission to go find a player that will help sell a shoe someday. So to tell you anything other than I am astonished, I, it's unbelievable when I'm talking about something that happened 40-some years ago. But more unbelievable, as I go through those years personally, I, you know, I was involved in basketball before they went to an all-star game. A lot of people know. I was involved with representing some players going to the ABA. I was involved in basketball most of my adult life. But I wasn't involved with Nike until 1977 when they asked me to pay college coaches. I told them to pay. So they can put their shoes on high school kids who were now in college so that we could sell a shoe. Because they had nothing to do with basketball. They had one college before they met me. That was the University of Oregon. I think that, you know, they gave them to Oregon. So this is not negative. This is what the times were. Converse, you know, to extent Adidas, the foreign company, and maybe sometimes Pro Kids, had a whole thing, a whole industry done. They asked me to find somebody. I watched somebody, but I'm going to tell you that movie. When you're finished with it, however you feel about me personally, or Phil Knight, or Michael Jordan, forget that. Get rid of the personal animosity. Just see what Jordan did. See what I saw in that movie. I saw a small group of people and one individual, Michael uh, Jordan, 
changed the course of an industry. No, not shoes, marketing. Yeah. It was a shoe. That's what it was. There were millions of shoes before that was the Air Jordan shoe. There were other players that wore it. Stan Smith started with you know, uh, him in, in tennis and all these sort of things, like golf. You had, like, you know, golf didn't have a thing. But you had a shoe, right? Congress had everybody in a shoe. Very few people, like, played, did anything. That tennis shoe at that time was everybody, everybody what we wore. But Jordan called the bluff for everywhere. Phil Knight, you know, he gave the money for the bluff. I had the idea for the bluff. Today, I will say to this audience, Michael Jordan is GOAT. There was a GOAT every, every generation. Somebody was GOAT. Will Chamberlain was GOAT. Larry Bird was GOAT. Everybody's a GOAT when they're playing. I, I don't want to get into who's better, LeBron James or this guy or Kobe, whoever, right? But I want to say one thing to this audience right now. The movie will show that Jordan changed the world by making an article, a shoe, a, a, a business, something that would live forever. When Michael's gone... Air Jordan will never be forgotten. That logo will never be forgotten. And also, professional athletes, I don't think there would ever been, I personally don't think there would have been another athlete could have did what, what Jordan did. He changed the world around. Now, they're selling replicas, they're selling somebody a war shoe for millions of dollars. That's not a players, that's not teams, that's individuals that, that like have collections. So Jordan changed the world in marketing. That's what I remember from this movie, because it'll tell you how it happened. Um, Sonny Vaccaro joins us. Matt Damon plays the role of Sonny in the film Air. It's Air courting a legend, and Sonny's kind enough to join us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Sonny, I don't know if you remember this or not. I'm betting you probably do. But it was during the 84 Summer Olympics, and, and Bob Knight, the head coach of IU that, that coached the Summer Olympic team at 84, had a quote about his, his vision of Michael Jordan be the, being yeah. the best player he had ever seen. And a lot of people still go back to that and saying, wow, what a vision he had. He was on it before anybody else. What, what gave you the thought that what you were getting into with Michael Jordan was was going to be jumping on board with the greatest at that moment that we had ever seen. I knew because I because John Thompson, I believe, was uh, his you know people involved with the, that that '84 team, and, and George Raveling, my best man, was an assistant coach, and I knew about Michael Jordan because he beat Georgetown, my favorite team in the world at that time, with that shot. But what Bobby Knight said. At, at that time, okay, now Michael did not win the NCAA championship his junior year. We all know that, right? They didn't right. do anything after that freshman year. Bobby solidified anyone's mind in the world that this kid would be great because that was not a, a trait of Bobby Knight. He never before, and I don't know ever after, picked out an athlete, and he's had great athletes play for him at Indiana, okay, and other places. He's seen talent when they were five years old. He verified. I don't think Bobby ever made a statement like that before or after. But his name gave credibility to my, my vision. Yes. That, I, that always stands out because regarding Michael Jordan and where it first started, Sonny, I, I look at you and I look at Bob Knight as opening all of our eyes to what Michael Jordan ultimately became. And you two both, I think, from that respect, were the visionaries for what we know Air Jordan to be and what we know Michael Jordan to be today. 
you know, in life, as we go through whatever vocation or nothing, whatever you do in your life, somewhere along the line, a stranger enters into it some way, even if it doesn't end up positive, okay? There's always that thing once you leave the ties of your home, your, your family and all that. There's something that happens to you that makes the light ball go up. I, like I said, I knew who Bobby was. And obviously, I did. But my point there is we had so much in common in other things. Both of us had detractors in a lot of other ways and things that we did things, okay? And we both believed in the way we did things. I believed in Michael Jordan. I didn't have the personal chance to be like Bobby, watch him play, go against him. I only saw him one time, and that's when he made the shot with 18 seconds to go and that clock start running. I only had that memory. So for Bobby to back up what later was my bet that, you know, like my life, I, you know, everyone knows that I said that, you know, I'll bet my job on it. I wasn't making five dollars. But my point to you is, you know, that, that thing helped me through my life because it helped me get Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's uh, Sonny Vaccaro joins us. The film Error is fantastic. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, the stars of that film. Sonny's kind enough to join us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And we're just talking about, you know, the shoe and the player here. But did you have in your mind the social explosion that that product was going to have? And, and, and really, there are so many different, I, I like to call it, I guess, offshoots um, of, of the Air Jordan product. I'll give you a great example. I wore throughout high school, I was in high school in the mid to late 80s, I wore Nike Dunks. All right, I, I wore the Nike Dunks that St. John's wore. I was always a huge fan of what Georgetown wore that had Hoyas on the back. Were you ready for that social? Did you expect that social explosion that came with the release of Air Jordan back then? No, I wasn't thinking of social show, things in, in shoot. I was thinking of social life in, in the United States in 1984. We just got through the 60s and 70s. I'm old enough to have gone through those years. I wasn't really conscious of that. The one thing I was conscious of, they asked me to help save the Nike. They said, let's make a bet. Let's sell some basketball shoes. Remember now, the world wasn't running out there. Those shoes were successful. In fact, the most successful shoes at Nike were the basketball shoes. And because of the college teams that wore the basketball shoes, I understood that part of the world. I never dreamed this was going to happen. But what you just said resonated into something, into infinity. It just keeps going. After Michael's gone, after Phil's gone, after I'm gone, after whatever, the legacy of Jumpman, not so much even Michael Jordan, always going to be Michael because he did it, right? But Jumpman, the first, the first that, that picture, do you, do you also want to put including it to your audience right now that we're selling a multi-million dollar movie, they are, on one word, air. Is there any? Now, we can use air anything in the world. We can use the air we breathe. We might die if it's bad. It may, we may die by this air we have in the country now. This world, right? It's defining a movie? But everybody, millions of people know what the heck that word meant. It's not Air Jordan. You know, it's not Michael Jordan's air. It's just the word air. Michael Jordan, well, that that shoe was going to live forever. That that iconic one with the Jumpman, the you know the red and black shoe, because nobody wanted it. Imagine that. It yeah. was boycotted by the NBA. 
I mean, yeah. David started all his righteousness, all that bull crap, right? We went against the grain, and Rob Strasser said, I'll pay the fine in this movie when you see it. My point is, it went against everything in, that someone believed was the right way. Nike did the wrong way. Not illegal, not bad, and including me. What the hell was I doing making it? But they only asked me because I knew these kids for a draft choice and what we push you on. I didn't know. Air Jordan wasn't discussed the first time, the time I had the message and I sold Robin and, and Peter and, and, and Phil, give it to one guy. Because my belief then, and I know we're on limited time, what the hell are you giving three people to shoot for? If they, all those guys are going to do would be somebody pretty good. This kid, I believe, you know, I believe, could be great. That's what I was looking for, and I didn't know him. That's the good part. Hey, hey Sonny, I know you got to run here real quick. i got a final thing with you. I, I've always thought about this. I don't know. There may not be an answer to this question because maybe there was not a runner-up. Maybe there was not a second place, but at that moment in time, I mean, you had Olajuwon, you had Ewing, uh, you had to a degree a year prior, Drexel, you had all these these names, you know, coming out of college and going to be established in the NBA. You had Michael Jordan as what you wanted your product line to be about. Was there a runner-up? Did you have somebody else in second place in mind? I, I, I never did. I know. I because I, I want to tell you. I, I swear to God Almighty, I didn't know. Also, you left out Charles Barkley and John Stockton. Yeah, because right, I, did. I mentioned, I mentioned the other five guys that were in that room with me. They all were higher in stature than I was. I was only the, the college guy with just shoe stuff. I didn't live in like the movies that I lived. In. I didn't live there. I went a couple of days a month and I went home. Okay, just I was a normal employee. But I never had a second place. That was my whole thing. Because I remember I was a guy named Howard Slusser, who you would know, a big-time agent in football. He held everybody out. Remember Howard Slusser? He passed away. God bless him. But my point, I want to tell you, no. But the, the consensus would have been Charles Barkley and John Stockton and the other guys you mentioned. But Charles probably would have been with somebody else, not by himself. If I don't convince Phil to give me all the money, they split that 500000 And you know what? They were all good. Four or five of them were in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying they were bad. They didn't do good. But it's quite obvious. And, and listening today and playing results, Charles is the most charismatic right now of all that. I mean, but you know what? Charles has shoes online. You know what? Charles is great. Charles is everything you want in a commercial, but he does a thousand. He's funny, he's articulate, and he sometimes bothers a lot of people. But that's Charles. But nobody could have done it in 1984. Why? This kid was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And the other part is, he overcome 52, 52, you know, you know, days he missed on injuries. And he come back, and he was greater than ever. And, and Spike Lee and everybody else made commercials. And that's what started the market. I'm going to have to pull it on you guys. But that's what made it. Michael Jordan made it. Sonny Vaccaro is with us. I know you got to run here. If you wouldn't mind, I, I would love to, at a later date, get back with you because I, I kind of want to go longer form at some point well, with your career. If you would not mind, is that okay? 
Let's do an hour. I love to talk. <laughs> Call me. My God. I swear to yes. God, I'll do it. I'd well, love to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to put you on hold here with my producer. No, no, no. I gotta I'll, go. I gotta do this other one. You know how it is in your business. You guys. Well, call my wife. You want to have I will. Okay? I will do that, and I want to get you back on because I want to go longer form with you when you have more we, we time, are. Sonny. Goodbye. Thank you very much. You. You're a good. You're a good. Pu- goodbye. I love you. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Sonny Vaccaro is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. That was awesome. That is awesome. And I can go, I want to go so much deeper than that because I, I, like a lot of you out there, have a a great deal of interest. I mean, this was a part of our lives right here. I mean, this apparel was a significant part of our lives. And I just didn't have enough time right there. I know we wanted to promote air, and that's what it was all about. But, man, I want to get a little bit more in-depth at some point. I don't know if you saw that number back there that came up, James, did you? Did you happen to get that? Because I want to do that again and again longer form. All right, we got to, we got to work that out. Sonny Vaccaro, by the way, is 83 years old. John, do you know mm-hmm. that, that the Air Jordan shoe, you know what that grosses a year? Uh, $5 billion is what it did last year. $5 billion. Yeah, I just, and the, the, the influences that it had just beyond oh, the tremendous. game of basketball. I mean, I had the, the very first influences. pair back in 1984, oh, was yeah. it right? I had red, and white, was, and black, and it, I had red and black, too. And it was yeah. like gold, right? Like, yeah. I was, I, I didn't realize how, how great of a treat it was to have that shoe, but it was. And and back in back in those days, it was $120 for a shoe. It was yeah. unheard of, right? Well, and that that's the first shoe where it went, oh, my God, how much is this? Absolutely. And see, that's another aspect, another layer I wanted to get to. Because there, there is a chance you're taking running people off, and you go, you, you know, this is going to be seventy-five to hundred dollars right here compared right. to what we used to pay. It Crazy. So. You know, there's two things I can think back real quick and, yep. and do your thing here. Oh, but, uh, so I remember back in the day, there was two things I wanted. Right. Number one was a. Uh, this was before the Jordan shoe came out. Yep. I wanted the Michael Jackson leather-studded jacket. My dad wouldn't get it for me. I'm, I'm thankful for that now, right? Oh, I got the Thriller jacket at home. In the you garage. got the Thriller oh, jacket. Yeah, I See, I, yeah. I, I didn't get it. I did. didn't get it, but I got the shoe, and it was like the greatest thing I remember as being a kid. And, and I was in fifth grade, I think, yeah, when yeah. that was, sixth grade, whatever it was. And it was just a, it was, it was a, a game changer. And look where it's grown to now. Yeah. Very cool to talk to him and hear him talk. Oh, I mean, my goodness. That's the guy. I mean, I can't wait to see this, this movie, too, yeah. right? I mean, I've watched all the trailers and, and, and seeing Matt Damon and Ben Affleck together again is awesome. But to hear this story, and there's not much about Jordan himself in there because I watched a thing where they were saying he's too big of a, a personality to have a, a fill-in. You right. can't have somebody play Michael Jordan. Can't really put Michael Jordan in there now. But they really just went based on the story, and it's just it's it's pretty phenomenal. So I'm I'm excited to see it, and it looks uh, looks great. Yeah, and, and I, I brought up I don't know how many other people remember that, but Bob Knight during the '84 Olympics talked about Michael Jordan and said it was the greatest basketball player he's ever seen. And we can find that clip. I should probably had that clip ready, but I'm glad I brought that up because you could. T- I don't think he'd been asked that before. And in terms of what Bob Knight said, he mentioned that that solidified um, the brand moving forward for Jordan at those very early stages. Man, I'm telling you, that stuff is just so incredibly interesting to me. That is Sonny Vaccaro, and the film is called Air. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Matt Damon plays the role of Sonny Vaccaro. And thanks to Chris Hagan, 
who uh, last week set that up for me right there. That was absolutely outstanding. Sonny Vaccaro with us. Major League Baseball's opening day. We're at Joe's Grill in Castleton. Brent Halverson rejoins coming up on the other side. Top of the hour, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Anthony Richardson had a pro day, and I don't get overly excited about it. But, man, did he jump off the page for me today. We'll talk about that with Mike coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Speedway President Doug Bowles will also stop by here live. We're going to talk about the Carb Day announcement of the bands Brian Adams and Soul Asylum on Carb Day coming up in May. Doug Bowles will be by here a little bit later on. Opening day of the Major League Baseball season, Joe's Grell and Castleton. Sonny Vaccaro, if you missed any of that, the podcast will be up, 1075thefan.com. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wasteoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. The kid is just an absolutely uh, great kid. If I were going to pick uh, the three or four best athletes I've ever seen play basketball, he'd be one of them. I think he's the best athlete I've ever seen play basketball, bar none. If I were going to pick people with the best ability I'd ever seen play the game, he'd be one of them. If I were going to pick the best competitors that I'd ever seen play, he'd be one of them. So in the categories of competitiveness, ability, uh, skill, and then uh, athletic ability, uh, he's the best athlete, he's one of the best competitors, he's one of the most skilled players. And, and that, to me, makes him the best basketball player that I've ever seen play. So Bob Knight going back to 1984 right there, and that's something I brought up. If you missed the conversation with Sonny Vaccaro, of course, Air is coming out. His role is played by actor Matt Damon. And we kind of touched on how he ended up with his vision of Michael Jordan. And he talked about, I, I just, I just kind of randomly asked a question about that quote from Bob Knight. And he talked about how solidifying that was in initially deciding that was exactly the direction where you need to go and growing the brand in the early stages of the Air Jordan product right there. So if you missed Sonny Vaccaro a little bit earlier, the podcast is at 1075thefan.com. I promise I will get him back on with a little bit more time. We didn't have enough time to do it because he had other stuff scheduled nationally. But um, there's a lot more stuff I want to get to regarding not just the Air Jordan product and the evolution of that, but, you know, the dunks in the offsprings, as I put it to him, the offsprings of those other products that were... We're, we're socially making an imprint unlike uh, a lot of other apparel brands ever had during anybody's lifetime. It was that significant. But, no, thanks to Sonny Vaccaro for joining us. And uh, thank you back there, James, for digging up that Bob Knight quote because that's exactly what I was talking about. And I thought he answered that fantastically. Again, back Major League Baseball's opening day. We're at Joe's Grill in Castleton today. Thank you very much for joining us. Year number four for us, our betting analyst Brent Halverson is here. I see the Reds and the Pirates are even at a run apiece. But Hunter Green had been outstanding so far. Gave up that solo home run. But what, five strikeouts in the first two innings for Hunter Green? Five strikeouts or two. Looking 
sharp and then gave up that home run to Cruz right there. So it's tied up at ones right now. But uh, impressive start. I like to see that so far. Hopefully it uh, it tightens up a little bit here. So we got a scoreboard update for you. Bottom of the eighth inning, Orioles 10, Red Sox 7. That's in Boston. Bottom of the seventh, 3-0 Rays over the Tigers down in Tampa. Top of three, Phillies 4, Rangers nothing. End of three, no score with the Twins and the Royals in Kansas City. Top of four, Mets 1, Marlins nothing from Miami. I mentioned top of three, Pirates Reds tied at a run apiece. Into the first inning, Blue Jays three, Cardinals one in St. Louis. Everything else begins at 7 o'clock right here. White Sox and Astros coming up later on tonight here at 7 o'clock on the fan. The games in the books today. Cubs a winner in their opener at Wrigley Field. 4 nothing over the Brewers. Yankees a winner in their opener at the Bronx. And Aaron Judge goes yard in his first at bat. 5 nothing Yankees over the Giants. And the Braves, a 7-2 decision over the Nationals with their opener in Washington a little bit earlier today. Brent Halverson. You know, I, I'm pretty excited to see this so far. I'm about 2-0 two, today on betting, right? I took the Yankees. Well done out of you. Took the Braves, right? You got you know how it is, John. Like you, Baseball, I absolutely love it. But you got to really watch these pitchers, right? And in the first of the year, you just don't know. But there's a lot of big names going after it today, right? So you got to follow some of that that uh, that blood that's gotten you there in the past, and that's kind of what I did today so far. And it's uh, it's two and zero right now. So uh, I've got a couple other ones on the books today, John. I've got uh, well, I've got the Mets. They're up one yep. zero right now. I took the Mets. I got the Rangers tonight, laying the one thirty five, and uh, I took the over Philly and Texas over six. All right, so a couple. That's what I got on the slate today. Let's see how that works. Write them all down. Macho Mike is here today too. Hey, go ahead, hey Dev. Got a quick break. Go ahead and get him. Uh, now put that microphone right in front of your grill right there, Macho Mike. When you show up, i got to have you on. Good to be here. First of all, let's start out with a virtual YMCA my for man. everybody. My man right there. Angel sends you a hug, and I, right already, I already got her a koozie to take home. <laughs> and Teresa, in her memory, she'll be gone four years yes. next week. Keep her in your prayers. I wanted to be here and be a part of this. And uh, it's it's really neat. The Indians open up tomorrow night too. Yes. It's be between raindrops. Yes, it's and supposed to rain. But the only team don't he didn't let that mention you from going out. Only yeah. team he didn't mention was my team. You're not gonna like this. Cardinals. Well, I did mention I'm them. I'm you, right now, but I hate the Cardinals. But it's good to be here. Mike, thanks for it's coming, buddy. It's good to buddy. be here. God bless you and take care. And it's very special. You're special. One more thing. Yes. Bless the wife and Blake and Lenny. Oh, I thank you. Did. Mike, thank you, man. Bless you and take care. And I will be around. Macho Mike. Amen. Around, everybody. God there bless Indianapolis, go. too. <laughs> Brett Halverson, our betting analyst, is here. I'm JMV on the other side. Anthony Richardson, is there any impact from his pro day down in Florida, which, athletically speaking, I don't know if the dude can play quarterback of the NFL lick, but my goodness, the athleticism that jumped out of your screen today it was incredible. Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 about that coming up after 5. And Doug Bowl, Speedway president. More on Brian Adams and Soul Asylum and the approaching month of May, a little over a month away. Doug Bowles joins us live here. Opening day, Major League Baseball, Joe's Grill, Castleton, Brent Halverson, JMV on 93.5, 107.5 fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
The Ride with JMV. It's Johnny! Don't! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Don't! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're live at Joe's Grill. Jimmy, you leaving? Yeah. All right, good to see you, Jimmy. I'll see you tomorrow, right? Whiskey business tomorrow. Tavern tour stop for us. Pendleton Pike. Heaven Hill Distillery is going to be a Friday. It's going to be fantastic. I'll look for you tomorrow. Joe's Grill, Major League Baseball's opening day for a fourth consecutive year. That's where we are right now. Ryan Nally, thank you very much. Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery, as always. If you missed the show so far, Sonny Vaccaro was awesome. Sonny Vaccaro was 83 years old. Well, we got to get a longer form conversation at some point. If not only you love basketball, but if you love the offspring of products and the marketing, especially with something that was as impactful as anything else, I was trying to think of other things, you know, at that time or any other time, apparel wise, that were as impactful as the Air Jordan brand, you know, starting with the shoes. And, you know, I mean, I know you go back and, you know, Calvin Klein jeans with Brooke Shields in the early 80s. You know, obviously other apparels from, you know, guests. I mean, hell, back back then there was a time when, you know, Bugle Boys are those Bugle Boy jeans you're wearing. I mean, hell, I don't think anybody wears Bugle Boys if they even make them anymore. But back then that was that was noted as impactful in terms of marketing. But there was nothing that was close to what went on with the Air Jordan product. And Sonny Vaccaro on the show, to me, was absolutely outstanding. And I'm going to get a better time to where we have a a long longer window so we can go long form with an interview. He was absolutely spectacular. If you missed any of it, podcast 1075thefan.com. And the film is called Air. Matt Damon, the actor, plays the role of Sonny Vaccaro. And uh, Ben Affleck and... Matt Damon in that film, and you can check that out at a theater near you. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline from CBS 4 and Fox 59, Mike Chappell joins us. Mike, I do not normally take anything from what you get out of a pro day at all. And I know it's mostly about the interviews and the conversations, but my goodness, Anthony Richardson's athleticism was eye-popping even as a pro day standard might be today. Well, that's, that's building on the, the combine when he just blew the doors off of everything. So you, you just, you're going to have to, this is how it is. A lot of times uh, some guys are more rare than others, but how much do you weigh the, the undeniable athleticism of what he can do and the running and the escapability and the burst and, and the arm that's just rare against the fact that he's, started what 12 games 13 games so you you are bit i mean they're always a risk there always is a risk not so much with the luck or a manning but there's always a, a risk involved and the only thing i've juggled in my head is I, i've never thought chris ballard was was a major risk taker you know at, at his core and is he in a position to really roll the dice on this guy uh, but if, I tell you, if he believes that 
with this team and, and with the Shane Steichen that they can tap into what Richardson can do, then boy, it's a, it's a rare. You, you don't want to be sitting there in three years and have Richardson throwing up monster numbers, and you're sitting there with a guy that didn't make it or whatever. So, uh, monster, monster decisions coming for these guys. But everything your eyes tell you that holy smokes, this guy is the once in a generation player. But it, it's still about playing the position. And one thing that Shane Sykin said, I think it was maybe it was uh, at the combine, where you, you know you love to have the mobile guy, but on third and eight, a lot of times you have to do it from the pocket. So you still have to be able to play first and foremost, play quarterback. But boy, having having those uh, the other the other parts of your game is rare. And I don't want to say this guy's boom or bust. That, that's that's tough. But will it take him a, a year or two longer than others to, to really get ready? So I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a huge flashpoint for the franchise, and I'm really curious how this is going to go. Mike Chappell of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nines on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. What do you think? Is there more of a risk still? With Richardson than there is with Levis right now to you? Oh, probably not as much risk with Levis, but I don't think anyone would argue that, that Richardson has the, the much higher ceiling if what you see is what you're going to get in two or three years. So that, that's why I say I, I, I wonder. Now, now, maybe the fact that, you, that you've got Gardner Minshew as that bridge and, and he can keep you competitive – next year while that, whether it's Levis or Richardson or, or Hooker, who knows, uh, it really kind of gets accustomed and, and gets in that comfort zone. But, I, I boy, I, to me it seems like that Levis might be the safer pick if that's what you want. But, again, then you look at that all that Richardson does, and it's such a small sample size. And to me that, that, that bothers me. It just It just does. I'd rather have a guy that's played more, but at the same time, then Levis has had, you know, the, the, the turnovers the last two years for a lot of yeah. reasons, and he's been hurt. So that that's why not having one of the first two guys. Now I say one of the first two guys. Who knows what, you know, Frank and Houston's going to do? Maybe they throw somebody a curveball and they take Richardson at one, which I think would be really a shocker. But it's and I've said this to you before. I, I would really like to know how Ballard stacks these guys. How they maybe he's got Leverson Richardson ranked higher than these than the other two guys. I doubt it, but just because all the the draft analysts and experts have these guys stacked a certain way, doesn't mean at all that's how Carolina, Houston, or the Colts do. I mean, or or, or one of the other teams. Or, so yeah, it's just what I'm it, thinking it's, too. It, yeah. It, it, it's like Ballard said, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. What do you see? What do you like? What do you can work with? And that's what the next three or four weeks is going to be about. I I find it hard to believe. I'm, I'm trying really hard not to overreact. But I'm finding it hard not to believe that a team out there won't feel as I kind of feel right now and try their damnedest to get up to number three. If, again, Stroud Stroud and Young, if Stroud and Young are one and two, I mean, to me, I I can't imagine a scenario where another team doesn't get up to number three. 
that wants Richardson. I, I, I totally agree, and that's why if if Ballard and his guys say that in their mind, and they really believe as much as they can that Richardson or Levis is worth the third quarterback off the board, then you got to go to three. You just have to. Now, if you don't, if if, if it's a flip of the coin and it doesn't matter to you, and you're okay with either one of them or neither, and you're going to go and you're really going to blow the fan base up and take a defensive end. But if you if if you believe one of these guys is 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 that guy and is better than the other one, then you have to go to three because then you control it. If you stay at four, you don't control it because I, I'm, I'm like you. I totally believe because of the way desperation runs the draft and runs quarterbacks, somebody moves to three. I just I believe that. You know, how much they would be willing to give up to move up one spot, I'm not sure what it would take. I thought – I thought I saw something. I don't remember the exact thing, but when the Bears move up one spot to get Trubisky, did they give up two twos or a two and a three? Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it's going to cost you because, you know, look, look what Carolina gave up to go from nine to one. So, you know, anybody that's going to move up is going to give up a, a pretty good package, probably more than the Colts are maybe willing to give. I don't know. But, boy, if you think that one of those other two guys is good enough, you go get him, and then the, the price won't be too much if he turns out to be the guy you, you hope he is. Yeah, Richardson just looked light on his feet. He's huge. And just the quickness in which he gets around the field. I, I mean, I, and I know that, that Shane Steichen has worked with, you know, different variations of the modern-day NFL quarterback. But the most hugely successful, obviously, has been that of Jalen Hurts. And, you know, that looked like Jalen Hurts' possibilities 2.0 to me today. And maybe they sit there and they're thinking, thinking just kind of smiles like, man, what I could do with that guy. You know, yeah. not right away, not, not in September, not in October, but, boy, maybe by the end of the year and certainly next year, look what we've got. And that's why I say – this fan base is impatient. They're frustrated. They want to. They want to see direction, and that's why. If if I think whoever you draft, it's going to be a tough year. Well, I think what Vegas had is it six and a half, the, the up and down or the over under and wins, which tells you what the perception is or the expectations. But if the Colts bring in the quarterback and they say, listen. Stay with us. It's going to be rough sledding maybe this year. But, boy, look what we've got. And I think as long as you give the fan base a reason to say, you know, we, we see this getting better. We see the light, and it is really bright. I think I think the fan base will be all in. Now, if you go and say, you know, we don't like these two guys. We're going to take a defensive end at four, and we're going to maybe get Hooker later, and we're going to go with Minshew until he's ready. I think it will be – a tougher sell for the fan base. I think people are really interested in in Hendon Hooker because his numbers were just incredible until he got hurt. But, uh, you know, so as long as you show the fan base that you've got a direction and you've got got a young guy that you just did everyone thinks you can build around, I think they'd be fine with it. So Mike Chappell joins us. So what do you think is the toughest sell 
at this position, either three or four. Let's just say they stay at four. Let's just say the three examples I give you right now will all have availability. Which one's the toughest sell, Levis, Richardson, or Hooker? Well, don't forget Lamar Jackson. Uh, well, well be, and we'll, I'll get to Lamar sell. Jackson. I'm saving Lamar Jackson for the <laughs> final portion of this, but just those three I, 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 rookie I, I, quarterbacks. I think Hooker would be the toughest sell just because – it is an ACL, and I realize quarterbacks. You know, Tom Brady came back from an ACL, but you know he's not the same type of quarterback at all, as far as mobility. The tougher sell would probably be wow. After that is Levis, I guess. I think I think the fan base would really, really foam with the mouth over Richardson because of, because of everything we've talked about. You know, you, you just can't watch him and not just say, "Holy smokes, this guy is is." different level at every level you know the only question is again he's got he will need a lot of work fundamentals footwork and all that stuff and decision making the one thing that does along with the lack of experience what was he a 54 percent thrower in college in the short that's yes you can work on accuracy that's a lot of accuracy to work on you're talking you want to add 10, 10 or 15 percentage points but but again if Shane Steichen and these guys are convinced that they can do it they've, they've got a you know a mound of clay here and it can and, and it, they really can work on it and I have to believe that Shane Steichen has the confidence that he can that he that he can do work with quarterbacks and he can get the best out of them again look at Jalen Hurts on different players obviously but but he really emerged you saw the growth, and then they really emerged last year. So, again, the the important thing is they've got options. And I could argue up until this year they really haven't had good options to get off of that quarterback carousel and, the you know, recycled veterans and all that. This is their chance, and it, it's really the next three and a half weeks or four weeks. This is – well, what, it's four weeks from today. Is that right? Yeah. I think it is. Yep. So, so, and and this will tell you where this franchise is going to be. As as much as everybody's you know enthused about Shane Steichen, it's the quarterback. We've talked about this. It's quarterback. You know, whiff on the quarterback, and I don't care who your coach is. You're just so limited. You know, it's kind of like you know, look at Bill Belichick. You know, he he struggled without without finding the guy because I don't know that they've got the guy yet. So get the quarterback and everything is possible. Without the quarterback, everything is so hard. You had, you know, no better example. Two years ago, you've got you've got a, a running back who has the greatest season by a Colts running back. And this is a franchise that's got Hall of Fame running backs, and you don't make the playoffs because you didn't, you didn't get good enough play. I don't know about other things, but good enough play at the quarterback position. So. You got to get the QB right. It's just you have to get the QB right. To Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine. Like I was talking to Stephen Holder about this yesterday. Um, obviously, a lot of Colts fans would love to see this happen. I thought Jim Irsay poured a great deal of cold water on it. If there was anybody that would hype up the possibility of that situation, it would have been Jim Irsay, and certainly he did not a couple of days ago out in Arizona. 
your thoughts on any possibility whatsoever. I've said zero, even though it's a great sports talk conversation. People love to talk about it. I don't think it's reasonable to suggest they will do it. However, do you think there's a reasonable chance that they look a little bit more into this situation with Lamar Jackson? Reasonable, no, but it's like the dumb and dumber, you know, so you're saying there's a chance. Uh, but, no, I, I wasn't in Arizona, but I, I, I did get access to the audio from Jim and Chris. And I tell you, as much as they say this is a special talent and you need dynamic players, then, then Jimmy spent, you know, 10 minutes explaining why to do that, the disadvantages. You know, he, he's willing to pay, he said, let, let's say $250 million. You know, from what he said, he, he would be he would be okay paying that kind of money, but it, it's the guaranteed part. How much you're going to guarantee? And it's obvious. Jackson wants well, what? What was Baltimore offering? Three years, 133 million guaranteed, and that didn't do it. So what? 200 million dollars guaranteed, and that money's got to go in, a, in an escrow account right away. And, and, and then just the way it, it will it will impact what you can do with your roster. It just does. You, you can do a lot of strange things and good things with your salary cap just because you can. But that hefty of a guarantee would, would constrict you. And then, oh, by the way, two first-round draft picks. And two or three times in that meeting with the local media, he said, you know, you know that we, we believe in building through the draft. Draft picks are golden. And he, he even talked about how golden second and third-round picks are. So, I think it's really interesting, and it's great talk. And what's Lamar Jackson? Twenty-six, I think. But I just, I just don't think the owner, and maybe even Chris, would would be when it come time to you know when it nut cutting time to say okay let's do it. I just don't think with everything that goes into it they would do it. I just it's too steep. It's just too steep. Yeah, I, and that's why, like, it's it's sports talk gold, and I'd love to be able to lean on it, but it's, to me, just pretty difficult to do so because I have zero belief. And, and, and Mike, I'll get back to Levis for a moment. I had heard their interest in Levis going all the way back to the midseason, and I know that things change. That has been a long time. Who knows? But you know, I haven't really heard much different since then. And I always had thought from that time moving forward that he was he was the guy that they had in mind for this draft because they weren't going to move up. They weren't going to get Stroud or, or Young, and that was what was going to be available, and they liked him. I don't know if that thought has changed. I don't know if that has been realistic the entire time. But I guess I'll go with it until I hear otherwise. Well, you know, one thing, and sometimes you put things together that mean something, sometimes they don't. I was talking with Peyton Manning about Tom Moore, something I did on Tom Moore last week or whatever it was, and he just spent time with Will Levis and counseling him and all this kind of stuff, and and he's he's very high on Levis, Peyton is. You know, he said, oh, you got to keep in mind he's had different coordinators and all this stuff and changes schools and injuries. He thinks this guy's pretty good. He thinks this guy's going to be pretty good. Well, if he thinks that, I'm wondering if Jimmy hasn't said, well, Peyton, what do you think? And Peyton would try to give us as, as honest of an assessment as he could. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I, again, it seems, the only thing that bothers me about Levis, and it's, it's just me, 
is boy, he he talks a good game. He really does about. I want to step in and lead a team right away, and I think we can win championships and all this. I I would. There's always that fine line between being confident and cocky. And sometimes when you're the the kid coming out of college and you haven't really done it yet, I think sometimes it's better to be a little bit more humble. But that but that's him. This is what makes him tick. Got all the tools. He's got the strong arm too. I always kind of laugh when they go to these pro days on a guy who throws the ball 60 or 70 yards. You generally do that, you know, once a game, twice a game. It's more about getting the ball where it needs to be and the touch and all this stuff. But I, yeah, I, that's why I say it. But, but if it, that's why I say it, if they're really, really in on Levis, I mean, really in on him, you can, you think you can sit there at four? and hope that if someone moves up, they're going to take Richardson. I just don't know how you do that. So that, that's why I say if they really believe he's that good or Richardson's that good, you move to three to get him. You take anything away from the area scouts they sent to see Levis, they sent to see Stroud and Young, and then Morocco Brown going down to Florida today to see Richardson. Is there any takeaway from that? I don't. I'm not sure. I, I'd be curious to know how many pro days – Chris Ballard goes to, he went to Quentin Nelson's and <laughs> fell in love with him. He, he yeah. already had, he already was, but that, that's, I, I think the culture of the, and Ballard's the kind of guy that that's why you have area scouts. That's why you have college guys that do that. that I mean, if, if you, if you have to go to every one of these big pro days, Alabama or Notre Dame or Ohio state, then, then does that say you don't have faith in your area scouts? Cause you're going to get all the tape. You're going to get, all the information. Now, maybe sometimes you just want to see the guy in person to see what kind of, like he talked, Chris talked about the, the, the aura of Quentin Nelson, just walking past him. Uh, so sometimes that's important. And maybe Chris had nothing to do that day. So he went to Notre Dame's pro day. I don't know, but I don't think, you know, it's, it's, I do remember that when Peyton had his pro day in 98, whatever it was, they didn't send like 12 guys or 15 guys like Carolina did, but all the main guys were there. Ursley didn't go, I don't believe, but, you know, it, it was the, the coaches and Tom Moore and Pullian. Uh, but I, I just don't think Chris is a big pro day guy and that he believes that's why you have your scouts and you trust, he, he trusts his scouts. So I don't read a whole lot into that. And that's why I don't read a lot into, and, and we all ask it at the combine. Well, hey, have you met with the Colts? Have you met with these well, you generally meet with everybody. But if they have an interest, they, these guys will be in here on those top 30 visits. And that's when they think they really, really have, you know, invaluable face-to-face with these guys. All the other things you're going to get, the tape and the guy's game tape from his career. So they'll, they'll have all the information they'll need when it comes time to make the decision. Mike, final thing, quick answer, and then I want to play off of your quick answer. Uh, with the rest of the question, do, do you believe that, that Jim Irsay wants to be not just a voice, but the voice in NFL circles among the the owners in the NFL moving forward? Because I do. Do you believe that? The voice, w- one of the voices. He, he, yes, I, I think he really, and that's him believing that the league is is bigger than each team. And you have to do things for the league. He really believes that. Yeah. So I, it, it, and I yeah. think I think league wide, he has more clout than people think he does 
locally. I, I think he's one of the stronger owners, and I think he would like to have a strong voice in a lot of things going on. Remember back in 90, I'm getting my years mixed up, but he and, he, he and Bill Pullian had a, had a lot to do with, the, with that CBA that got going back in 92 or 93, whatever it was. He was one of the guys that helped architect that. So he, he's a big league guy, and I think he takes that serious. Whenever you hear him talking about guarding the shield and the Hallises and the and the, the Roonies and the Maras, he believes that deep down. So, yes, I think he very much wants to be not maybe not the voice, but one of the strong voices in the league. Do you think that has played a role as to why he's downplayed the whole Lamar Jackson thing because of you know, the guaranteed contracts well, he and what he, what he what he knows the other owners want? And I know I know that it's it's the price it's the price tag. But I'm just curious what you think and how you think that may play a role in what his limited interest in might be in Lamar Jackson. Well, I mean, it, it was obvious that what he said is. At his core, he believes that guaranteed contracts are bad for the sport. And, and as much as I'm a player's guy, get what you can, I'm not, you know, look, baseball guys, basketball. I remember back in the day, the Pacers were paying Jonathan Bender like six years after he was gone and all that. So I, I just think that, that there are negatives on guaranteed contracts. And, and that's at his core, that's what Jim Ursay believes. And remember, it is pretty interesting that maybe, not maybe, I'll bet the vast majority of owners believe the same way Jimmy does. I really do. And and he was the voice. Remember when the Washington commander stuff was going on with, with Dan Schneider? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was and it was Jim Mercy that came out and said, this guy's bad for the sport. We need to get, he needs to sell the team. And I'm sure the vast majority of owners felt the same way. And, and, and Jimmy didn't care if there was going to be pushback because of his skeletons in his closet. He, he believes that strongly in the league and what's good for the league. And he is not afraid one bit to be the, the voice, like you thought, the voice in those regards. And I think he, he relishes that, that chance to kind of, in that, in that case, be the voice of the league. I just, it just makes me wonder, and I know we're talking about the price tag and you know why that's a turnoff regarding Lamar Jackson, and there's no doubt that's legit. But it kind of makes me wonder as well how much of you know wanting to be that that leader, that lead voice in NFL ownership circles, uh, that would lead him not to have any interest in Lamar Jackson. Because normally, I mean, this would be right up his alley. I mean, it would be right up his alley to want somebody like this and to win because Mike, he has promised so much around here to the fans that has not come close to being true, and you know that that eats at him. And if there is a quick way to get back into it, he would love it, even though he's talked about how there's no quick fix on this. He would still love it. You cannot convince me otherwise. Well, I don't know whose question it was during his interview. That was a Monday night. Maybe it was Zach Kiefer. And he once again he mentioned, we want to get this right because you know I'm. I think he said, "Well, I'm 63 and I'm. I don't want you know one Lombardi. I want multiple Lombardis. You know because he, he's he understands the clock's ticking on him. It you know it's ticking on all of us. But when you get when you start getting a little bit older, you start thinking, boy, I, I got to get this done. And that's why I think he realizes that this decision, you know, the, the quarterback decision, whether it's a rookie, whether it's Lamar Jackson, whatever. It's going to shape this franchise for the next, I don't know, what, six, eight years? Because if you're right, it'll be eight to ten years. If you're wrong, 
then in three or four years, you're going through this all again. And that and that's you can't do that. So I, I that's where I, I do think again he's always he's always looking long term. He's always looking your spot in history. And this team, I realize it's tough to see this right now because of how they've been. But this has been one of the better franchises. I, you know what, what was his upper quartile? Go back to yeah. the Jeff Saturday interview. But but it, it is a fact that it, since 2000 they've been one of those teams. But it's also a fact you've not won a Super Bowl since 2006. So it, and that's why you play that. That's why you spend the money. That's why you do all of this. And he very much is driven by that. And and that's why anyone who says he won't do what it takes to win are crazy. Sometimes he does the wrong things, and he and he overpays. I'm not. You know, he went out of his way to mention the Carson Wentz thing. That he said, you know, I wasn't in favor of that. Well, we know that. You know, that that was Frank. But but that's why I think maybe this past year he's done a couple of things out of character for him with with making decisions. That's how badly he wants to win, and that's how badly he thinks that in those instances he was right. But there, there's there's no question that he's driven to win, and that's why I think he'll do just about anything it takes to win. I'm just not sure that I, I think Lamar Jackson's a bridge too far. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Mike, it's always a pleasure. We'll see where we are with this in mind coming up next Thursday, man. Thank you. Thank you much. Stay in touch, bud. You got it. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, The Reds have uh, walked in in the fourth inning. Hunter Green is out. Eight Ks and three and a third. Uh, He was out. And uh, the Reds have walked in the... The go-ahead and now the third run of the game. They trail 3-1, trying to get the season off in true-to-form Reds fashion right here, Brent Halverson. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening, John. Walk in some winning runs. And here. to start off, like he came out hot, right? Five yeah. Ks and two innings, there and now it's just it's a, it's a run. Now it's there's a wild pitch. Run a palooza over there in uh, Cincinnati for <laughs> the man, team. My man Cruz here is not having a good inning, so not good That Cruz is all. doing all right. My goodness. <laughs> wild pitch plates the Pirates. Fourth run, 4-1 to one Pirates as they play into the, uh, what are they in right now? The fourth inning? Fourth inning. Great it is the fourth, yeah. Alright, quick break and we'll come back. We're live at Joe's Grill. We're in Castleton. Major League Baseball season officially underway. I saw him in here. Speedway President Doug Bowles is going to be live with us coming up on the other side. Outstanding. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about a lot of things with Doug Bowles, you and me and some Anything Goes with Brent Halverson at the helm coming up in the 6 o'clock hour as well. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three, three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're live at Joe's Grove Castleton, the fourth annual Major League Baseball opening day extravaganza. Brett Halverson, our betting analyst, is here. 
The lovely Beth is on tap here, too, by the way. We've got to find her a chair. I think Zach went to Noblesville to get you a chair, Beth. (laughs) Speedway President Doug Bowles is here. It was very fortunate we had you here because that was the first of our many talk-ups to your Carb Day concert that was officially announced earlier today. That's David Perner and Soul Asylum. And Brian Adams, who's on a world tour right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about both. I think it'll be a lot of fun. You know, we talk about this a lot. It's hard to find 80s bands that are still the uh-huh. bands that we listen to and, or that we haven't had at the Speedway already. So, so to get Brian Adams there, you know, and I tell people, pretty soon we're going to probably have to go younger. Uh, but well, right you now, told me that last time we you, talked. You know, yeah. And I think you, it's going to happen in the next year or two. But I'm excited at Brian Adams. He's a great, great show. That Reckless album alone, yeah. people may not in their mind know Brian Adams. You listen to that Reckless album, there's yeah. five or six songs that everybody knows. Well, I mean, they, they, he has a catalog of the 1980s. Yes. And really, he also blends into the 90s as well. Some people kind of forget about that. But what stands out to me is... He was on a world tour, and Indy was not on the schedule Correct. initially. And he's playing Madison Square Garden, the, the TD Bank Garden in Boston. He's playing Wells Fargo in Philly, he, Bridgestone in Nashville, all the big arenas. How did this work out for you guys? I think for him, it's just the idea of playing on Carb Day at the Indianapolis 500. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway is a pretty big deal, and he knows it's a party. Yeah. And he is a party band, you know, right? Yeah, there's and there's no stuff question. He sings. It, yeah. is, it is party music, so it, it's going to fit really, really well. You know, I lived part of my younger adult life uh, with uh, uh, an album of his and a song called 18 Till I Die was sort of my anthem, right? <laughs> and you think about some of the songs right. that, that he has. He's got some great ones. Uh, it's not a party. You know, it's stuff that yeah. Beth, Beth and I together well, I connected mean, it around. Cuts Like and a Knife, Run to You. I mean, oh, he has a great yeah. duet that he sings by himself uh, that he does with Tina Turner. Yep. It's Only Love, yep. which is a great song as well. Um, Heat of the Night is one, I think, Heat from 1986. It's a great song. Right? Yeah. And so, even his, what, his first hit was Lonely Nights, I think, and, and from an album that I don't think he's really proud of, but that's a song that... This Time is another Brian Adams another classic. Great one. Absolutely. So. so there's some really, really great songs, so... I got a question for you because I'm intrigued, right? Like, how do you come up with the bands? Like, like what's, what's the process? <laughs> right? Because it's got to be a big He's saying, process. Somebody else is asking me this besides JMV. That's good. I, I'm just yes. I'm intrigued because there's so many to pick from, right? And, and, and every year is a different, it's, whole different group. And I, I love it. I'm just intrigued because I'm a big music yeah. fan, right? How, what, walk us through the process a little bit. So it's a question I get a lot. And John and I have talked about this a yeah. lot on the air. It, it, you, there are a lot of bands, but you really can't pick from a lot of them because what happens is, especially now in this world where you've got the live nations of the world and the big arenas of the world, artists wait until they can pull their schedule together to go to those big arenas. And then they start thinking, okay, now what can I do kind of one-offs? I'm sure. a one-time promoter, right? I promote one event a year, basically. Yep. And so then, then you say, okay, here are the people that are available. Let's ask them. And then you have to make sure that their radius clause doesn't get them in trouble. So like if you play in Louisville, and you do it within a certain time period, you probably can't play in Indianapolis. Right. So that's so you've got this radius clause, you've got timing. Um, and then for us, it's what what do we really want? And we're still sort of in that 80s piece for Carb Day, but I do think there'll be a day when that changes a little bit as, as our folks get older. But that's really where we get to. And you start looking at, okay, here are the people that are interested in a one-off. And then some people, when they want a one-off, they go, oh, it's a one-off, I want a million dollars. When maybe they're only getting $250,000 in, in, in a normal world. Sure. And I don't think people understand how much music really costs, right? People think, oh, oh yeah. 50 grand, or, but it's, it's, you're well into, we're into the multi-millions of dollars in terms of what we spend for our music. And then that didn't include building the stage Absolutely. and all the production on all the other pieces sure. that you have to do, cover their hotels, their travel on top of their fee. 
So it's it's a whole balancing act. So do you get a list of hey here's here's kind of the the genre that you want to go after and here's who we think's available here and you got kind of whittle it down right and say here's yep. three that we like let's talk to them and see what works is that kind of how so, right you'll go out to the three or four major agencies and you, and they know our event so they'll say here are the twenty artists we have that we think make sense and here's what they cost and here's whether or not we think they're available, and then you just start knocking them off. And then the phone calls these, come in and, 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 and see if it all works, right? That's all. I, I appreciate that. I've always I've been intrigued, right? Like it's a right. big it's a big thing, you know. You're you're bringing a big big show to Indianapolis, right. and, and, and nothing better than the Indianapolis 500, right? So, there's, there's so it's got to be a thing for a lot of them too. Wow, I get a chance to play. So you get a lot of them. And the other thing we like to do too is if if they can, we love to have them stay over. Get them in a two seat ride yeah. on Saturday. If we can keep them in the parade, that's great. If we can get them in on on Sunday, that's even better. So trying to get folks to to really enjoy the weekend. And we and we offer obviously we're paying them, but the other thing we offer as well is if you, if you got family, we'll make it a family weekend for you. There's all kinds of things that's we cool. can do in Indianapolis to make it a family trip. Very Speaking cool. President yep. Doug Bowles with us. So Brian Adams is Canadian. And given the fact James Hinchcliffe knows everybody in Canada, uh, they prior acquaintances. You know, that's a great question. I have not yeah. heard from James. I'll have to. I'll see him this week. I thought he Texas. knew everybody in Canada. Yeah, the mayor, the mayor of Hinchtown. Uh, you think, think that he would? <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, how long did this take to evolve? Was this just recently when you not when you locked this in or? How'd this go? So to really transparently, mm-hmm. um, the contract got signed on both ends this morning about six. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, That's I real fresh. I so, no, but, but what happens is we agree to it. And then you and then so you agree to sort of the fee. Yeah. And then you have to go through their riders and then you start negotiating through the riders. And then and what was interesting about the negotiation with Brian is he he was involved in it. I didn't talk to him, but through his agency, so they'd pass everything to him. A lot of folks just let their agency do it, but Brian liked to walk through everything. So even the artwork, he wanted to prove all the artwork. So, But we've been working, I mean, we've known that this would be our announcement for six weeks or so, but just getting things done and buttoned up, it literally happened overnight. This, this That's this a, yeah. And uh, how'd you come across Soul Asylum for the the opening? So, the, so once so once you figure out who your your main actor, because you is, do strike the '90s chord with Soul Asylum. Yeah. So then you start looking yeah. at who's available. That's that's gonna that, that that will be a good show. And then you work with the with the main artist to make sure they're okay with that opener. And you know, there's. You know, Runaway Train, everybody knows Runaway right Train. On. They may not know they know it, but they've heard it. It's It, well, it plays in background. Michelle and I are somebody to shove, folks, right here. Okay, We're that's a, yeah, a, yeah. yeah. I want to give me somebody to shove. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited about that one, too, and I think it'll, I think it'll, be, a great, it'll be a great opener. That's cool. Anybody else, or is that, that that's it? That's it. We tried, three, we tried three last year, which was fun, yeah. but challenging to do three acts and get it in the right time, especially with the rain, the way that we had the rain. So we're going to just stick with two this year. All right. So also, Summer of 69 may be the most often played 80s song. It's got to be. 80 stations around. Pretty close, right? That thing is played all yep. the time. So that well, is. Well, that's off that Reckless album, yeah. which is an outstanding album. You guys got time to stick around for Absolutely. a Absolutely. I've uh, still got some Miller Lite left. You I got understand. that. Speedway President Doug Bowles is here. Brent Halverson is here. It's the uh, opening day of Major League Baseball season, and we're here for the fourth straight year at Joe's Grill in Castleton. Brian Adams, Soul Asylum, your Carb Day 2023 acts. I'm going to tell you what, it's the first time I've ever seen Brian Adams. First time I've ever taken part of the Carb Day show off because I am going to go over and see that for sure. We'll come back. Doug and more with us here at Joe's Grill, 93.5107 by the fan. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, welcome back here. Number nine at 239 1070 can go check out John Mayer. John Mayer is going to be in October at Cambridge Fieldhouse. That was something that was added, I believe, earlier this week. John Mayer, Cambridge Fieldhouse, number nine at 239 1070 is going to go. Brent Halverson rejoins. You a big Mayer guy? Because I know that you love Dead and Company. You know, and he was so, essentially a part of that. So John Mayer will be here June 27th. Right, Dead for, and Company for, too. For Dead and Company. It's the last tour with Dead and Company, so uh, we're gonna get a little bit of uh, indie love with uh, John Mayer before his solo solo tour. Right which on, which is great. But uh, looking forward to that. It's gonna be a good weekend. We've got Dead and Company on the twenty seventh, followed by that weekend is Dave Matthews Band. So Mystic, back to back, back to back. Mystic Waters Campground up in uh, Pendleton. Oh yes. it's gonna be pretty hot for that Imagine weekend. I'm gonna so. be up there the entire weekend. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Come on now. That may be when we'll all have to stay there the entire we've got, weekend. We, we've got some stuff we'll be talking about soon, John, to get a uh, nice little to, uh, thing going on. I have to find somebody to give me a urine sample after that one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really. I'm just joking right here. Uh, back at Joe's Grill, the opening day of Major League Baseball for a fourth consecutive year. Our betting analyst from Heaven Hill Distillery, Brent Halverson, is here. I am enjoying also an ice-cold Miller Lite with our friend Doug Bowl, Speedway president, where the announcement was made earlier today for Carb Day, it will be Soul Asylum opening up for Brian Adams. Well done right there. Again, I've said I've never stepped away from a show at Carb Day to go see um, a band. And for Brian Adams, I will because I've never seen Brian Adams. This is one that has been a, a real big hole in my resume, and I want to see him, and I can't wait. So. Yeah, I've, I've seen him twice. I saw him when I was in college, and then Beth and I actually drove down to Louisville when he was doing his acoustic tour. <laughs> And, and so, I mean, it was really great. I got to see him in, plugged in. in. in the, I, I agree. We've got to have electricity for Brian. And that, that was my, uh, her first exposure <laughs> yeah. to him. And she thought, oh, it's okay. But she didn't, uh, she didn't get to see the rock show. And she's a guitar fan. So Who'd she, you see him with back in the 80s? I was trying to think about. Um, because uh, was that at, uh, was, it, was that at the uh, Indianapolis Sports something or other? I can't remember. But I want to think he was with. Um, was it Martin Briley, the Canadian, that saying oh, you ain't worth the salt? Yes, it is Martin Briley. Um, Did you see Martin Briley? I open saw up Martin Briley, and I thought, holy I'm crap, sure that's who that was. So, Jeez, yeah, that's a, I don't know where I pulled that out of the back. Musical of arousal yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, for me, one hit wonder there. I right? get that I mean, I requested about every other Saturday night on Do my you really? show. No, Martin Briley's yeah. big time yeah. key one to the listeners. You ain't worth the salt in my tears. Yes. Good Lord Almighty, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah. once you get him on stage too, is he still alive? <laughs> Martin yeah, Briley? I don't even know. I don't I, even know either. I don't that's, know. that's absolutely fantastic right there. So, uh, hey, by the way, a shout out to my man Joe Childers who was in here. A little bit earlier of the 14 Central Indiana CarX locations. CarX.com to maintain your spring road readiness. Uh, Joe Childers' birthday today. He's going to be with us again tomorrow. Brent, tomorrow at Whiskey Business. That's a tavern tour stop. Tavern tour stop coming up, John. Yeah, for the uh, for the month. We're kicking it off. We're, we're wrapping up this big, beautiful month we've had, right? Sun shining. We're going to be at Whiskey Business on Pendleton Pike tomorrow. Yes. So 3 to 6 tomorrow out at Pendleton Pike with uh, Jared, Mike, and the guys. It's going to be a good time out there. Looking forward to that. 
that. Fantastic. That's tomorrow. Now, we got to do a little Anything Goes coming up at the 6 o'clock hour. If I take some calls with you, Doug, are you cool with that? I'm cool with that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. I'm trying to read your face. My face is fine. I'm no, good. You're good. <laughs> I got beer left. And I'm at a bar. I'm I can to, get another beer. I'm trying to read your eyes. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. line that up a little uh, bit. Huh? Your lips are saying yes. Or your, uh, what are your eyes saying right here? All right. So let's do this for a first time. Some anything goes. All right. Time on the clock, James. Back to the studio. What do we got here? We are going till 623 today. 623 we got. So the better part of 20 minutes, Brent Halverson and Doug Bowles. 239-1070. You don't just have to talk to me, the clown here. You've got some real folks to talk to with Doug Bowles and Brent Halverson. 239-1070. James, tell me. Who we have on the line, and on the other side, we'll do some Anything Goes with Doug Bowles, Brent Holverson, and JMV. That's coming up next, live at Joe's Grill in Castleton, the opening of the Major League Baseball season with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If you leave me now, you'll take away the power of me. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Brent Musburger and the late, great Billy Packer on the call 36 years ago, courtesy of CBS right there. Keith Smart with that last-second shot, and IU wins the national championship over Syracuse in New Orleans in the Superdome as we come back. Uh, You remember where you were? I was. I was at uh, the Weedoff's Basement. The Weedoff's Basement yep, in Seymour, Indiana. Indiana. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. The Weedoff's Basement. Doug Bowles, Speedway President, where were you? My parents' house in Danville, Indiana. That's, those are one of those moments that is. where well, you always yeah. remember where you were when that took uh, place. I got chills even hearing that again. 36 you know? years Isn't that crazy? ago today. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Keith Love Smart it. right there. All right. We got time. We're going to do Anything Goes a little bit differently. By the way, Joe's Grill, Castleton. Paul, see ya. See you tomorrow? Oh, you're coming back. All right. I just want to say bye to Paul as he's leaving right here. Joe's Grill, Castleton, Major this League Baseball's opening season. This is an awesome place. This is a fun Fourth place. consecutive year we've done Major League Baseball's opening day right here. This is a, And everybody's got their baseball gear on. It's, this is a great place. Reds, Pirates tied at four. Bottom of the fifth inning. Reds batting two outs. Runners on the corners. All right. We haven't done this before. Well, anything goes with a crew. My crew, Brett Halverson, betting analyst, Heaven Hill Distillery, and Doug Bowles, Speedway president, Brian Adams, and Soul Asylum is going to be a part of the Carb Day 2023 band. That's the lineup, and it's IMS.com yes, today to get those tickets. It's going to be a blast, IMS.com today. Again, Brian Adams, Soul Asylum, Carb Day 2023. All right, anything goes with this trio working right here at 239-1070. Mark is going to leave. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, you guys. Thanks for doing this, man. Um, Johnny, I was the one. I feel like I stirred up um, uh, the talk with your listeners probably about a month ago, calling, inquiring about the Carb Day announcement, and it took off from there. People get, were guessing and speculated and all, all of that. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I have a really good – I'm going to talk too much. I have a really good uh, track record, and I love that, for calling Carb Day bands. I predicted – Ario and Sticks a bunch of years ago, and yes. that's always the show that didn't happen where my whole family's still heartbroken. Um, 
Brought, we're, we're all heartbroken alongside you. That would have been an awesome show. I know it, man. I, I hope there's just a slim chance if ever we could ever, ever do that again. Brian Adams is one of my favorites. I've, I've called that, like, prediction-wise for probably 20 years now, Doug. And, I, man, I've been on fire all day long with that announcement <laughs> and opening day of baseball. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is good stuff, and I cannot wait. Secured my tickets. Uh, a serious question for you, sir. For Doug. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, you, you and I met a bunch of years ago at one of the vintage um, auto things around Father's Day, I think in June. I think you were, yes, you were watching Connor Daly run. I'm a person who was blind, and you shared some family news about an uncle and stuff. We had, we had a good time sitting hanging. And um, um, I have a question about um, the accessible stage area for the concert, the Carb Day concert. I learned last year that they moved the, the concert itself over to turn three where the snake pit um, happens on race day morning with the uh, EDM, and um, I'm pretty sure that's where the Carb Day concert is again that's this correct. year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm wondering, the, 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 I don't know if you, if, if you know enough details and that kind of thing. Uh, talk about the proximity of the, um, I think they call it a deck, an ADA deck. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Take, well, take. Mark, first of all, if, um, thank you for calling and, and being excited about Brian Adams because we're fired up about it, too. So good predictions there for you. Yes, sir. The, the ADA deck will uh, be if you're I, I never know stage right and stage left. If you're standing on the stage looking out, it's to the right. There's an asphalt road that goes just immediately north of where the uh, stage is going to be. So that, that uh, uh, ADA deck will be right there. That's, it makes it easier for us, for folks with wheelchairs, to get onto that deck as well. So it'll be just off um, to the right of the stage if you're standing on the stage, uh, looking from the stage, just north of that road that runs sort of between the dirt track uh, and the stage itself. There you go, Mark. Thank you very much for the call. By the way, Doug, Martin Briley is alive and well at 73. and Still performing? I don't know about that, but he's alive. Um, Brian Adams, according to John Stewart, opened up for Journey. He did open up for Journey Square at one point, in time, but that wasn't that the wasn't one it. I, I don't think so. That was not it, right there. So, all right, we'll keep trying. Yeah. All right, anything goes at two three nine ten seventy. Doug Bowles, Brent Alverson, JMV, Joe's Grill, Castleton. Hal is up next. Hello, Hal. What's going on? Shout Hal? out to Doug Bowles. Here he is. Talk to him. He's right here before you. Thank you, Hal. Right. Run for president, Doug. <laughs> you know what? I, I have the best. I have the best president job in the world because eighty percent of my constituents like me. The minute I decide to run for an office, fifty percent immediately don't. So I'm I'm good where I am. Thank you. I have the best president's job in the world. Right. You do a great job too. If anybody cared about his customers like you do, and and man, provide a great experience. You're everywhere at the track. See you all over the place. You do a great job. We're lucky to have you. We'd be well, lucky. Thank you, to Hal. Have I appreciate the comments. Hal, anything else? That's it. Can't wait for May. Look at that. Hal in there with you right there. 59 days to the Indianapolis 500. It's going to be awesome. Nice. It just seemed like yesterday when you and I were talking about being 100 days. I know. It just goes so quick. It does go it incredibly goes so quick. quick. All right. Anything goes after six. We got the Astros, White Sox, bottom of the hour, and Andrew with Brent Holverson, Doug Bowles, and JMV now. Hello, Andrew. 
What's going on, JMV? Hey, I don't have to bug you with my weekly IndyCar call. I got Doug this You got it right here. So you better ask everything right now. Go ahead. Oh, I know. Doug, first off, as a race fan, this is going to be a great season. Just off what we saw at GP. Can't wait to see what happens at Texas. My question to you is how is the field looking for the 500? And do we think we're going to see bump day this year? I know there's been a couple rumors, yes and no. Is it starting to look like it's just going to be the same kind of qualifying format we got last year? So I, I think right now we're, we're definitely at 33. Uh, Jay Fry sent an email late this afternoon actually saying he's close on 34 and there's an, a potential for 35. So we just keep our fingers crossed that we can have some bumping. If we end up with, if we end up with uh, over 33 cars, that'll make that Sunday qualifying a little bit more exciting because we'll have a last row shootout at some point during the day. And, and you know, last year for qualifying, we went from not the fast nine to the fast 12. It was actually Roger's idea because Roger thought it would be good to uh, give three more teams an opportunity to run again on Sunday. And I felt like that went pretty well, especially when we qualified the 12 and then the fast six got to go again. We're looking at the schedule this year to maybe give the give the 12 or the six that qualify fastest in the 12 time for their cars to cool down. If they cool down, then speeds are a little bit faster. So hopefully we can see speeds similar to what what Scott Dixon ran uh, this past year. But I think otherwise it's going to be pretty similar to what we've done the last few years. I thought the qualifying was great last year. Even without the bump day, I thought that fast 12 was just really, really cool and the shakeup you got to see in the field. Uh, any early predictions for this weekend? Well, I don't know. Texas is going to be interesting. So everybody seems to think that Texas is going to be a much more competitive race. I know the promoter down there is working real hard to get us some more attendance in the grandstands, and they've done some things to the cars that even when you talk to the drivers, they think it'll be a little bit more competitive. Uh, it's hard to believe that it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be the people that we expect to be fast there. I think Pato will be fast. I think Dixon will be fast. You can count on the Penske cars probably being fast, and uh, you know we'll see uh, see who else might be up there at the front. But it'll be it'll be a, a good one. I can't wait. It's the only oval before the 500, so uh, looking forward to seeing it. JMB, another top five finish for Rossi, and thanks for getting bowls on. Thanks for Brian Adams. It. Let's uh, let's go racing. There you go, Andrew. Thank Thanks, you very Andrew. much. By the way, Doug is here because he made the announcement earlier today. The Carb Day 2023 Entertainment. Brian Adams, the Canadian, and Soul Asylum with David Perner coming up on Carb Day this year. Job well done. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm excited. excited. I'm it should you. be a great show. I'm, I mean, seriously. I mean, I, and then I know what you go through to do this, too, because this entails a lot. And, you know, you look out there. Everybody's on tour right now. Have yes. you noticed that? And yes. we, we guess that after COVID when you get a couple of years past it. But everybody is on the road right now. And that makes it harder for us to secure somebody because of where they're going, what their commitments are. The, the big tours that they commit to then limit where they can go. So it, it's a challenge for us. And people you know, always wonder, why is it so late that you announce? It's so late that we announce because we kind of zero in on a handful of folks. And then, then we got to see where their schedules land and then make sure we can come to the right economic terms to make it work for them. Are you going to Texas this weekend? I am going to Texas this weekend. Is there a way that you can – can they gather info because it's the only oval leading up to the 500? Is there any info to get, or is it it's so drastically different? It's mostly so yeah. different that they yeah. don't they don't pick anything up. Um, you know, a little, they'll get a little bit there, but not not a whole lot that transfers over. We got our, we've got our oval open test coming up later in April where they'll get two days on the oval before we get into May. Yeah. That's really where they'll get most of their information that they'll, that they'll use to baseline and begin the month. What do you think about what the reaction was in St. Pete? 
Well, I, you know, the, the St. Pete race I thought was fantastic. I love the I love the Grosjean McLaughlin incident that I know a lot of people yeah. talked about with the two of them. I think both of them knew that whoever's going to lead at the end of that lap out of the pit stop was going to win that race, and neither one of them was willing to give up. And and so I thought that was uh, was interesting. It was really neat to see Marcus Erickson pick up a win, our Indy 500 winner from last year. He and I had lunch earlier this week, and he's been a fantastic, fantastic winner. I always worry. The guy that wins the Indianapolis 500, how much are they going to want to help us right. promote the Indianapolis 500? And he's been fantastic. Yeah, he, um, it looks like he's soaked up every single day of being that champion. He's loving it. I don't think he had any idea what all came along with it. You know, he lives here in the community now, and 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 so we've been able to use him quite a bit. But he's definitely definitely enjoyed it. We just unveiled his banner over Gate Two. You know, yeah. when you go under the tunnel there, and uh, just how big his face was, and I just, he just can't get over all the things that you know. It's the win that keeps on giving, at least until the next guy wins. Anything you're thinking about, Speedway President Doug Bowles, Brent Halverson, JMV at Joe's Grill. You're thinking about his substantial storylines as we get. Under 50 days coming up here relatively soon? You know, I don't, not yet. I, I don't know that there's anything huge yet. I mean, obviously, Elio trying to win five. You know, Elio would like to be a five-time winner. As a promoter, I'm, I love Elio, yeah. right? But as a promoter, I kind of like having four four-time winners. It'd be kind of weird right. to have just one five-time winner. Uh, I know, but I know desperately he'd, he'd love to do that. So I think that'll, that'll be an interesting storyline that, that, uh, that comes about. Alexander Rossi switching from the team he's been with forever, Andretti Autosport, and going over to the, uh, Arrow McLaren. That's going to be an interesting story to see how that, how that plays out and comes together. But those are the two, the two off the top of my head. It'll be interesting. The next few races will develop some of those stories as well. I'm curious, too. Besides the Carb Day Entertainment, uh, you still got Legends. That, so we that's did Le- downtown again. Legends Day is downtown again this uh, this year, and I, not that we'll keep it downtown forever, but we've decided yeah. to try that downtown again. What, now, why why was that? I can't remember. So last year, coming out of COVID, um, the way the only way we can have a concert Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Speedway is to build two stages because yeah. the car, the the one one area won't sustain a whole bunch of people on Friday, a whole bunch of people on Saturday, and then people on Sunday. It just kills the grass, and if it rains, it's a big mud pit so for us we were really if we're going to do do that we have to do two stages and then last year supply labor supply was an issue steel supply was an issue people didn't think they could get us two stages so we said look we'll just do one stage this year we'll move it downtown and then we've just kind of left it that way for this year so do you have has anything been an issue this year have you seen that relatively ease up compared to the way that it has been, or do you still have some issues? No, we still have some issues, but it's, it's eased up a lot from last year, but there are definitely still issues versus where we were leading into, you know, before COVID. Yeah, that's just something it's, I, I don't, like I'm talking about these guys getting back on, on tour right now, everybody, that's one thing, but, you know, getting, you know, the supply chain back 100% in order, you know, that seems like a longer-lasting challenge for a lot of things. And especially for a venue like ours, where we don't have a permanent stage, right? We, yeah. have, to, we, have, to right. Build, we have to build it and put it together and, and, and make sure that that's all set. And the other challenge, just getting back into hosting the Indy 500 again, is, you know, you have a concert on Friday. Clean it up, get ready, bring people back, have that concert on Saturday. Then have to clean it up, get ready for gates at 6, and basically yeah. rolling 30,000 young adults into that space for, for the snake pit. It, it really does become a challenge. So Doug Ball, Speedway president, and Brent Halverson is with us as well, live at Joe's Grill. Uh, we're doing our Major League Baseball opening day. And, and by the way, we'll get back to Doug in just a second. Brent, to you, tomorrow we've got the Tavern Tour stop. Coming we do up. tavern tour stop. Uh, we're looking. We're going to be out at Whiskey Business, which is yep. uh, going to be a great time, John. Uh, you know, it's going to be neat. The, the cool thing about it, like this tavern tour, which we have uncovered, right? All these great places been around for a while. They're just great spots, right? Like 
Great joints, as our friend Randy Strand likes to yeah, say. Yeah, and see, I bet Doug would have some ideas about some, too, as well. The oh, absolutely. We so we, we, we did one with the checkered yep. flag uh, yes. not too long on ago. Washington on, Street on, back in June. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. yep. We've got a couple other ones that uh, are going to be coming up. We'll announce where we're going to be the following month, tomorrow. And oh, we've really? got Oh, absolutely. So we'll have those coming down the pipeline. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, one a month, and then we're going to roll right into our Larceny Lock Loonsville Shot season. It's going to be here before we know it. It is going to be here before we know Isn't it. Isn't that great? So, That's good. And, and, Doug, what we do is a tavern tour stuff. We look for joints for, yep. you know, taverns, things like that. Now, for example, the checkered flag is one yes. that we went to last year. In the month of May last year, Whistle Stop downtown yep. was another. Got anything in mind where you grew up? Some stuff? He'll maybe open that might work. Well, nothing good in Danville, Indiana. I don't think off the top of my. And if it was, it'd be it's it's gone by now. The, the friendly was another one in Zionsville. Yeah. We the friendly is a great is yeah, a great friendly, spot. Yep, great absolutely. spot. Um, it, that's one that you know, especially you go any night during the week. You know, that's a that's a great location. Let me know when you're going on those because I'll go with you. I, oh, absolutely. No, you would love it. Seriously. So one of my favorite things about traveling with the IndyCar series is go is finding somebody local and saying, I want to go where the local yeah, folks absolutely. go. I don't want right. to go to the chain stuff. I don't want right. to go to the fancy stuff. I want to go where the people who live in the community go, and that's what makes it so fun. It really is. We you know we started it off last year, Doug. At, uh, we were at the Working Man's Friend yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in that, January. So I was going to bring it up, but I didn't want to get in trouble. That is my absolute favorite place on earth. Becky and the team. Shout out to Becky. Friend. Shout out to Becky. You know, <laughs> absolutely. I, 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 I love the bean soup. I, I love their. Big John, I don't do the burger. I do the big. It is it is my go-to. And when you bring people in town, you re, and you don't know, right? You're like, oh, these people want to go to St. Elmo's or what? Right. Oh, this is a this is a laid-back, fun person. You take him, you take him to Working Men's Friend. Been there 104 years, you know. So it's tried and true. That's what <laughs> yeah, we're looking 100%. for. Those good, yeah. good places. And again, we started this little uh, venture last year in January. And we had over 100 people there on yeah. a Friday, and they're only open till 3 o'clock Correct. every day except Friday, and they're open till 8. We had the place packed. It was awesome. I mean, yep. I mean, it was a lot of – it was a really, yeah. really great way to kick it off. I've always thought that would be the best night before the 500 party. If it, you had the, yeah. right, the right sponsor in, the yeah. people just wanted to have fun, put on a T-shirt and a pair of jeans, and we're going to go – we're going to go drink beer at the Working Man's Friend and eat some burgers. It is an awesome place. For future reference, let's change the beer out. We'll put some bourbon in there. I'll sponsor so, it, and we'll do some stuff. That's all you got to do. So, see, I, yeah. I, I ruin bourbon, right? I have to put, like, a diet something with it. So <laughs> no, I'm, tr- no, no, no. I'm trying to transition myself yeah, well, to where I can drink it well, and understand no, it. No, you can deal with this, too, because tell him my drink. My drink of choice, you're round. His, his drink of choice is Larceny and Ginger Ale, which is yeah. outstanding. But I think you might be an Evan Williams cherry and Diet Coke kind of so guy. It's outstanding. <laughs> and, and again, there's hey, we got some stuff we'll work on. How about that? That's great. We'll look I'm, at I'm, the, I'm in. We'll look at some future stuff. Let's how do about, it. That he good. brought up our tavern tour stop at Workman's Friend, and we all know this: the late great Robin Miller, yes sir, took us all there, and he, he his order there. was double cheese, <laughs> no middle bun. I mean, there is an order that everybody goes with right now, yep. double cheese and no middle bun and onion rings yep. is the Robin Miller over there that we still yep. think about. And Boy, he, would be, hold, he would hold court over there. Oh, goodness. It's amazing that the, the conversations that took place in the Working Man's Friend that Robin Miller started are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he let me be a part of so many of those noontime events. And you learn so much. Yep. I mean, you do for him. and. It's hard to believe it's going to be your number two without R sitting out there. So this is completely off topic a little bit. It's Robin related. So um, Flow TV, which is a sports Mm -hmm. streaming service, they did a a piece, a documentary on the Bettenhausen family and how this family has had such tragedy around trying to win the Indianapolis 500. And Robin is in it. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. It is classic Robin, the F words, the whole nine. (laughs) I mean, just and you sit there and you look at that and you go, it's so sad that that guy's gone because nobody cared more about our sport and Robin Miller. No, nobody did. And, and you talk about the background 
of knowledge on, on on that, on on racing, on the 500, but just on anything. I think about it every time, you know, we just ended the high school basketball season and how much knowledge he had there going all the way back to the 60s up until now. It was just an amazing resource and such a great friend that it's going to be hard to believe this is going to be our second Indy 500 without R. It was hard last year. You know, we, we dedicated his spot so nobody can sit in his spot in the media center. It's his spot for forever as long as that media center is there. And it's a, it'll be really tough. Uh, it's, uh, Doug Bowles is here once again. Brian Adams, Soul Asylum. That's Carb Day coming up this year. 57 days to Carb Day, 59 to Race Day. Tickets, IMS.com. IMS.com. They're cheaper today than they'll be like in a week from now. So if you're coming, buy them now. They're 30 bucks. Man, that's awesome. Can't beat that. Doug, thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks Join for Join us again for a man. tavern tour stop hey, sometime. I'm, Please do. I'm in. You tell me when. I'm coming. I'll try out the larceny. And love it. Hey, tomorrow at Whiskey Business. How about that? You got it. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, business, come on out. Actually, I'll be in Texas, unfortunately. We'll yeah. have to do All the right. We can Sky or uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a Zoom or something. Yeah, we'll thank you, Doug. Hey, thank you, guys. appreciate it. Brent Halverson, thank you very much. Tomorrow, tavern tour stop again with Brent Halverson. Thank you, Zach and Jacob. Dev, thank you very much. James back in the studio. Appreciate it. Michelle here as well. Ryan Nally. Love to Nally. Thank you, Nally, for having us. MLB's opener today. Nally, Joe's Grill, and Castleton. Kelly Eisenhower He's on the main tonight. stage tonight. tonight. We'll send you everything. We'll catch you. Whiskey business tomorrow. Brent and I, Pendleton Pike, Tavern Tour Stop, beginning at 3. Have a great night. Thank you.